evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Tale of Dice, where I am gathered by a bunch of hungover idiots, but I do love them so very, very much. I so don't know what you're talking about. Don't act like you're fine. I was the one who was in bed at a very reasonable hour, like around, I think it was two or something that I went to bed. Yeah, no. bitch, and no. didn't come to the fun party. Yeah, mm. because I needed to make sure that you guys have the beautiful game that you were about to experience. Bullshit. It's also necessary. Well, and who is the bigger I, fool? The fool who follows the fool, or the fool who leads the fools? I... Okay. Yeah, I you think about that, Bowser. Way too many times. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, my brain is not nearly focused enough to understand understand what you just yeah, said. Yeah, no, so. to me that sounded foo 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 foo. It was a wrong, a wrong, a misquoted Star Wars reference. So here you go. Bowser.exe <laughs> has stopped working. Well, Charlie, you did make me feel like a fool. So <laughs> I guess I guess you did succeed in some certain shape, way, or form. And I have like a a shaving like wound right underneath my nose which make it look like I have like a perpetual nosebleed. Yeah. Which is weird. But oh well. We'll get over that as well. Learn to shave Bowser. Yeah, for now, um we have a game to play where uh one of our characters is living out his fantasy that I believe all five of you would like to live out now. He is namely asleep. So as we Escape this dreaded universe of ours where we all, all are hungover. Let's escape into the beautiful game of Pathfinder 2nd Edition with the question, shall we play a game? back. So, to jump into our game where we last left off. You, a group of ragtag adventurers drawn together by the strands of fate now known as the Pack, had set out on your first large assignment, namely uncovering the mysteries of the Crystal Plague, a disease that slowly was spreading throughout the vast city of Farwater where only a handful of people were infected, you set out to uncover who was behind it all and who was perpetuating this disease. Through different clues that you have gathered, as well as through the chat that bestowed upon you a wish that you used to gather more information about all of this, you surmised that three key individuals were at play perpetuating this disease. One of which, Vermilion Vedius, child of the noble Vedius estate, was creating paintings with within them the powdered remains of crystals that seemed to resonate with the disease, allowing it to permeate throughout the air, the water supplies, and the people of the city. You had ventured into this place, confronted Vermilion, who then decided to try and assassinate you in your sleep. You, however, fought back valiantly, 
killed this person and then came into the strange conversations that a noble house tried to kill all of you but you now killed a noble yourself after some heated discussions all of you came to the understanding that it would be better to shove this under the rug the death of Vermilion was a tragic accident all of you still here as well acquainted guests and the relationships between the noble house of Dun Silvis of our very own Tarush and house Vadius would only strengthen because of all of this with one of the key figures behind the Crystal Plague been dealt with, all of you decided to continue your nightly rest here in the Vedius Estate to then greet the new morning, hopefully with new vigor, new energy, as you set out on your path to find out what this dark force is that had influenced these key individuals. A dark force, however, who also made itself known to Crowen in his dreams. As you have been adventuring throughout the city, you have had encounters with the same crystalline substance that seemingly perpetuates the disease and helps with its infection of other people. You have found crystal golems that you have dealt with. You have found traps made of this crystal. And you have found the burned remains of the paintings that Vermilion made with the crystal. All of which could have been a very real chance of infection. An infection that has seemingly found its way into Crowen. In your dreams, Crowen, you were jutted back into the sewer systems of Farwater, where you dealt with scum and other threats to both you your companions, and the city at large. Finding yourself here in these tunnels, you eventually decided to find an exit, leading you towards a stone staircase that eventually came out what you assumed to be outside the city limits. Walking a couple of steps, finding yourself upon a beautiful, vast lake with a starry sky up above, reflected perfectly in the lake. Almost as if space was the only thing in front of you. Drawn by it, you took a couple of steps forward, finding a somewhat familiar pattern of three stars in a row. A familiar pattern that you had seen before with accomplices of this disease. Three points that turned into eyes. Eyes that gazed upon you. And a voice that came from behind it. Uttering at first, but a single word. Power. As the word itself still resonates with you, you can almost feel it tingle throughout the air. And during the next few sentences that this force will speak, you will see that the three eyes slowly come downward, pulling with it the blackness of the very space and universe behind it, cloaking itself, if it will, 
into a humanoid guise, turning itself into a strange humanoid face with a friendly but eerie smile, three eyes on top of its head in a singular line, featureless for the rest. Power. It rests at the center of every wish and want. The power to achieve one's dreams, to protect those dear, the power to no longer be swept away in the waves of fate, but to take control and forge your own destiny. And power is all around us, Crowen. It permeates the very fibers of existence. You can hear it crackle and buzz if you take but a moment to listen. And you have started to listen, Crowen. This is the very first verse that you are hearing the first echoes of power that you can perceive and understand. What does it sound like to you? This figure now standing next to you, gazing at the same stars as you are. I can answer. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm gonna go. Um, Sounds like a, not a free pass. Sounds like a deal that has a price. <laughs> Indeed. But I would not take you for a fool, Crowen. I am not here to make a deal with you. I know you would never agree to anything that I offer. You are too wary for that, and I agree, I agree that it is far too risky to start dealing with forces that you do not understand and you antagonize even. But I just wish for people to learn and listen. And you have done so. That is why I simply offer you understanding. You have opened your mind to the possibilities. Now, just let me show you what those are. Everyone searches for power in some shape, way or form, Crowen. What kind of power do you search for? I search. That's none of your business. Go ahead and make a will save for me. Oh, yeah. Um, eighteen on the die plus I Ooh. think six, so that's twenty-four. Twenty-four. Mm. Not too shabby indeed. Just have to check something real quick. Checking his notes. He 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 he. Go. All right. So I will have you answer. You don't have to say it out loud, but choosing from different kinds of power. What kind of benefits would Crone search for the most? Would it be 
simple attack power to fell your enemies? Would it be ways to protect yourself and your friends? Would it I be the best one that would stand uh, being steadfast, basically be able to take a lot of damage and still stand? Very well. Then, as you say, that is none of your business. Then the person next to you continues to say, But of course it is none of my business, Crone. This is yours. I am but someone who shows you the door. You are the one that is taking steps to walk through it. You have already taken these steps. You have already started to understand what the echoes of power are telling you. Now, I have shown you what it can do. You see, the power that the echoes carry within them defies the very teachings that other people would would give you. Defy the very fundamental rules. You will see that it is, in a very critical way, limitless. Not bound by the limitations of other forms of magic or abilities that people can possess. So, is he showing me something or a door or? No. I'm just. Okay. He's just standing there conversing with you within the mm -hmm. infinite blackness of space, illuminated only by. The countless stars that twinkle in the distance. I think I'm gonna just start. What do you want from me? I do not have any wants for you, Crowen. I just find in you a like minded individual that has started to listen. And I wish to be a guide for those like you. If you find this power unsatisfactory, then by all means never use it. Let it fall to the roadside. Ignore it. That is your choice. I believe also some kind of power. The power to choose what you will. But, as a humble guide, be careful that this one choice did not close off so many others. What is your name? Names are peculiar things. Names within themselves carry power. Then what but are what you? I'm a shepherd. I'm kind of losing patience with this guy. He's like, I want to know things. I am but a shepherd. What my name is or who I am does not matter. What matters is my function, because my function carries power. And my and function, function is that of a shepherd. Shepherd. So are we sheep? For now. Until you find the strength 
to change your own life, to not let yourself be guided by fickle matters. You're not going to try to stop you, right? Hmm. Let's see if you have enough power for that. He begins to slowly walk away. Have a good evening, Crowen. And one by one, all the different stars begin to snuff out until your perception turns back into your mind and the rest of the night takes you in a comfortable, deep sleep. Crone, yeah. you, you now have a focus pool with one focus point and you can use it to cast the false life spell on your person. Okay, that's temporary hit points, right? It's temporary hit points. But there's one thing strange about the way that you cast it. You see, yeah. it's a free action. It doesn't take you any time at all. You can just choose on your turn without any investor of actions to just cast false life on yourself and get a nice little hefty chunk of temporary hit points. How many hit points? Well, your hit. focus spell is automatically uh, heightened to half your level rounded down. So for now you are level 2, so it's the first level version of the false life spell. So I believe that that would be 5 temporary hit points for now. Uh, that's uh, uh, 6 plus your spellcasting ability uh, modifier. And if you have no spellcasting ability modifier, then it automatically turns to charisma. So it would be your uh, six plus your charisma modifier. Okay, that can be decent. Yeah, that's uh, nine hit points. That uh, can be useful. Okay. Nice, yeah. Just like you should use this all the time. No, I probably shouldn't. And with that, each and every one of you continues to have their nice long rest this time, not getting assassinated in your sleeps. Mm -hmm. And while the new morning comes, you wake up in the Vedius estate. And pack members, the day is yours. What would you like to do? Hmm. Well, I'm icing my knuckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tarush is icing his body. Um, <laughs> not, so yeah, Tarush wakes up as if he has... Well, the, the, you know, the fighting equivalent of a massive headache, uh, hangover. <laughs> I, and, uh, he, he basically just, while groaning gets up, even though he's been healed, his body is still sore and bruised. Um. The party from yesterday was just to get into character for now. With the yeah, hangover, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a real a real method actor. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> also got into a fight and, no, but, um. Either way, yeah, so I, I, do we want to just meet up and we wanted to search the basement as well. Did we already do that? Um, 
I believe no, we went to the this, attic, but not the yeah. basement. No. Yeah. So I, I think we would meet up. I mean, as you guys were investigating last evening, I would say that it is uh, very likely that you would also have investigated the basement then. Okay. Uh, while you were still at it. And um, to make it uh, nice and easy on everyone, uh, after investigating the attic, uh, sorry, the, uh, the basement, uh, you find that uh, due to some means that a uh, nice little hole was created into the sewer system from which scum could easily enter and exit the premises. Together with the uh, nobles of the house, you quickly came up with a plan to first, like, haphazardly seal this hole, but also contact some uh, some masons to quickly uh, fill it up again, so uh, both the estate itself would be protected, but also no more interaction would be had between the nobles and the scum in the sewers. Cool. Yeah. Uh, in that case, I, I guess we just meet up for whatever kind of extravagant breakfast they must have planned for us. And indeed, while all of you are sitting at the table, yes. the um, the demeanors and all of the faces, both of uh, the guards that are now all of them standing at the ready, uh, all of the servants that come by, and the nobles, are very dark and dire. Uh, nobody else seems to be uh, partaking of this feast except for all of you, as the uh, emotional damage is still very, very fresh in their system. Um, you said all the guards, so that does that mean Erica's there as well? She is indeed. Do I notice bruises on her face? Oh, hell yes you do. Okay. Erica's standing? I mean, she's trying to. Okay. I mean, I, I got stabbed last night. And almost killed, and I'm also yeah, standing, fair. so... <laughs> um, yeah. Crowen. Yeah, what's it, the... Uh, I think I'm not even gonna... I'm not sure if... Uh, what would Crowen do? Uh, Kick her again. Yeah, basically. Now, uh, I'm gonna basically just ask, uh, after the breakfast, I think, uh, pers uh, just Erica, what happened to your face? None of your business. So, um, Tarush interrupts awkwardly. Shall yeah. we then get to planning our next move? Yeah. Um, are we in company at the moment? Uh, yes. Like I, like I said, the, the nobles are sitting at the table as well, yeah. but they are not touching their food mostly just because they are needed here they are everybody is really really hoping that you would leave as quickly as possible okay and then it probably isn't the time to say one down two more to go <laughs> <laughs> um damn no <laughs> you, can, you can say it no um, yeah, it i mean it, yeah i think the plan for now is to uh find the uh, the woman at the lake. Yes. Yeah. I... I would think our other target would be far less likely to disappear were they to catch wind of this. Mm -hmm. But this one, we know very little about so far. Do we wish to make uh, an inquiry at the 
Cerulean Circle about her first. Yeah, I, I believe that that might be smart to get an idea of who we're gonna meet. Yes. Uh, also, maybe how strong she is. Maybe if they know anything about her knowledge about spells and such. But um, do we know she doesn't have friends over there? That could warn her before we go there. Maybe more. I mean, it is close to water. Maybe more scum. Well, Olam, I believe, means the Cerulean Circle. Yes. Perhaps someone to notify. I do. The longer we take before going there, the more chance there is she will know we are coming, right? I believe Olam makes a fair point. Yeah. So we immediately head there surround the place and think of a way to get in once we have an uh, idea of what it looks like. Fair point. Yes. Then, uh, all in, all in agreement, Pack? Yeah. Very well. Um, Tarus looks over at Edge, kind of waiting for a snide remark. Very well. Um, let us, uh, let us then head off. Um, Lord Lady Vedius, we're mighty grateful for your uh, hostmanship this morning as well, despite previous events. You'll hear from us in due time after a respectful wait for your mourning period has passed. And we wish all of you a good further investigation of matters within the city. Yes. Remember, you offered to help us in any way you can. And we will stay true to our word. We will probably be contacting you in person for maps of the sewers once we have an idea of where to go. Those can be arranged. Actually, did we already have a location for this, uh, Lyra Dracos? I think we did. Yeah, but like I had like a vision about where she was, which yeah, you was had a, you, you had vaguely uh, a location, namely uh, somewhere north in the city, right? Yeah, north of the city, there is a a large lake, uh, Formar Basin, and mm -hmm. next to that, there is like a straight canal. That goes from the uh, former basin all the way towards the city, and somewhere around that canal, you had your vision that Lyra Dracos was hiding somewhere underground in some sort of bunker. Pray tell, do does your sewage run to the Formica Basin via the canal? No, it does not. The sewer system is only present within the city walls. Interesting. Could you perhaps perhaps give us an estimate or a map or some sketches of the northernmost sewer system parts? I I have an inkling. Well, we do not have them here on our person, but when you go to the waterworks, the water plants, we will make sure that you are well received there. Speak to 
and he is thinking for a moment while I look it up. Let's see here. Speak to Foreman Drag Sutfoot. He's in charge of the water plant as of this moment. We will send word that you might visit there and instruct him to help in any way that he can. If he we should have detailed maps of the sewers. If we were to head there right now, would that news that word precede us? I can send one of my servants with you if you wish to travel there as of right now. Yes. So so basically what Tarush is thinking is, is if it wasn't already uh, obvious, is that perhaps, you know, everything seems to be connected to sewers, so perhaps the scum have dug some kind of tunnel from the sewers to this bunker, if it's underground. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can, like, go in and investigate the northernmost part of the sewer, maybe find some kind of secret tunnel or whatever. Um, but at least make sure that the scum aren't going to be coming from there to help Lyra. Very well. Okay. Please. I'd like to, uh... I'd like to have the servant readied then, and we shall depart as soon as they are. Very well. Abel steps up for a moment, takes a couple of steps, begins to converse with uh, some of his staff, and eventually comes back with a, uh, a younger woman, uh, auburn hair, in like a nice uh, bun at the back, just makes a short bow. This is Pacifica. She will accompany you towards the water plant. Very well. My lord. She tips her skirt for a moment. Makes a slight bow. She'll do. Let's go then. Very um, well. Before Crowan goes, he wants to have a word. Uh, he wants. He's going to stand up. He would have rather just talk to the guards, but he's going to talk to everyone here. Um, I just want to say... Uh, I am not happy with how last uh, last night turned out, and uh, I'm sure you even less so. And I want to say to your guards that uh, a moment of weakness does not make them weak persons. Uh, some uh, some sometimes it's even a chance to go stronger, and I hope they will do so. And although I cannot speak for my group here, I want to say if you ever need our help, uh, my help for anything. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, I know it's a very small help for, for in exchange for what happened, but uh, that's all I can do. <laughs> Our interest cool. rates on loans are pretty good. <laughs> Go ahead and make a diplomacy check for me, Crow. Ah! <laughs> 16 on the die. That is, mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, something like a 24. Let me check. No, oh, no, less. Uh, it's 23. 23. Yeah. Abel speaks up again and says, Thank you for your kind words, Crowen. We will remember them. I take one last look at Erica, trying to see if she's okay. And, uh, yeah. She's just staring forward, not making eye contact with you. Okay. A shame. Yeah, that's it. Then, uh, adieu, Lord and Lady Vedius, and and Jerusha walks out. All make polite bows while probably clenching uh, their fists. Uh, at the very least, uh, the mother, so Cynthia. 
But after a couple of steps, you find yourself at the front door of the Vedius estate. And after it spews you out back onto the roads of Farwater, all of you can also sigh a sigh of relief now that you are out of that um, very tense environment. I whip around and I punch Tarush in the face. <laughs> Bomb! In front of the servant, even. You dice! Oh! Snap. That is... Uh, I'm wearing the, the rappy thing, so that's a 17 plus 6, 23. Oh, damn. Uh, Tarush, I will say that you're flat-footed from this, because oh, yeah, even I fair. didn't see this, uh, see this yeah. one coming. So, I don't know, 23, is that a, a critical hit or a normal hit? Uh, oh, that's a normal hit. Normal hit, cool. Yeah, I wanted it to be a critical. <laughs> do you want to make, make it non-lethal or lethal damage? Oh no, I want to break his nose. Oof, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's lethal damage. Go ahead and roll damage then. That's uh, six on the die, plus one, seven damage. Seven damage. Stupid. Square in the face. Yeah. And uh, that leaves me at 14. Oof. So, Tarush... Rolls for initiative. <laughs> or, Fair enough. You still have two actions, I guess, or one if you move towards me. I will say, I will say that this is like the 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 moment that the initiative is being rolled. So now both of you go ahead and roll initiative and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, can I make my roll a deception check? Fuck. As um... I'm as I'm feigning intense pain and suffering. Sure. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, no offense, but if you have very... like a third of your hit points lost yeah. due to a broken nose, I'm not sure if that's a faint I'm, on, well, I'm, on like, I'm, the reaction. I'm being very dramatic about yeah, it. Has enough. you ever gotten your nose broken, Charles? Because it hurts a yeah. lot. <laughs> 22. My die won't stay where it's... That's a 19 on the die! I oh trained it well. All right, so go ahead and take your other two actions as well, uh, Edge. Um, Apple. I already, Apple. already broke his nose. Um, I'm just going to headbutt him in that same spot for extra ouch. <sighs> okay. Oh, come on. I think Crow is going to want to intervene if she hits him again, so I'm going to roll initiative as well. Oh dear. Not 20. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Her total of 26. That's well, I can tell you that's a crit. Okay, so. Because of the not 20. <laughs> so that's, that's dice but, plus modifier times two. Exactly. Yes. That's another six. Really hope I'm not getting rid of all the good rolls right now, but that's seven total 14 damage. Nice. 14 damage? So he's down, basically. Yeah. All right, he's so unconscious. Do you, make it, do, you make it, do you make it lethal or non-lethal damage? I'll make this one non-lethal. Like, I know he's hurt. I broke his nose. The the headbutt is to just drive so you, my point further. So, Crowen, you, you try to jump in and intervene, but before you can do all the pent-up rage that Edge had been carrying in their system, just 
explodes outward, and before you can see what happens, you turn around and you just see Tarush gook get a headbutt, and his eyes roll back, and he just falls onto the ground, unconscious. You can hear that he is, well, he's not okay, but you can hear him go like... So he's not, like, bleeding out or dying, but, um... Well, that happened. I think he's gonna start with Edge, what says gotten over you, in a very intense, like... Edge, what the fuck? <laughs> I do not understand what has gotten over you. Edge, the fuck? I'm sorry, that's like the spectrum of like, how you can make that clear. Yeah. yeah, he provided the translation beforehand. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> very nicely done, very nicely done. I, um, I ignore Crowen and walk over to Tarush. And uh, I empty my water skin on his face to try and wake him up. Go ahead and uh, make a perception check for me, uh, Tarush. Perception? Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally got knocked unconscious. That's some serious brain damage that might come out from yeah. that. Um, ten. Wait, ten. minus whatever modifier for being knocked out. Yeah, so right now, even though you are dousing his face, he not only got knocked the fuck out, but he also hit his head on the way down. Like, he is completely dazed and out of it for now. And now you're drowning me. Face is not... Yeah. So you're basically now also waterboarding. <laughs> He's choking on water. So would you like to use your last action to like pry things underneath his fingernails, or thinking about it? No. <laughs> no, but Tarush is out cold for now. All right, then for my last action, I am uh, going Pick to start. Crane. I'm no, I'm gonna start cussing, swearing in Spanish. Ah, you use the swear action. Very well. Can Alarm do something? Oh, Alarm just wants to, like, kind of half pick up Tarusha's body and just start walking away like a mother would do when a kid is having a tantrum. <laughs> Check us. Just, we have to go now. We don't have time for this. I so am just wearing, like, going. a breastplate yeah, no, and like, shit. Edge is just walking in the direction we were going while swearing, and Alam is kind of like, well, can't leave him here. <gasps> Actually, he wanted to walk away earlier on, but I guess he's unconscious now, so... Jack is kind of agitated and he says, I hope that swearing is getting you a card or something, because I'm not going to carry him. Um, I'm already carrying him. Jack, you're a combat medic. Maybe you can do something about it. Oh, I can I can do some com combat medicine. To the group and go, nobody fixes fucking nose. And continues walking again. All the while, the um, the servant, Pacifica, is just standing there, and as all of you begin to walk away, she just goes like, um, the water plant is this way. Couldn't let me walk off in a cool manner, could you, Daddy? So, you had to make it awkward. You don't know where the fuck you're going. <laughs> yeah, we knew it was somewhere at the north of the city. Mm. No. I just went in a general direction. Fair enough. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll backtrack and keep swearing while I... Keep it's okay. Going. It is very unsubstantial for the overarching story. <laughs> so... So for the sake of this, you carry Tarusha's unconscious body as you begin to... So he to... kind of wakes up, then I just... Yeah. How, 
I will do some Let combat just medicine. Like leave him. <laughs> I will do some Please. combat medicine on him as well. Yeah, Alright, so um, we will say, because the last 14 damage was non-lethal, so uh, Terushi only have 7 points of actual damage. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, as you guys are walking, Jack is going to basically see if he can fix a little bit of the uh, the bloody mess that is now the center of your face. So go ahead and try to make your medicine check, uh, Jack. <laughs> so... Was that uh, your roll? Just pushing the dice off your microphone? <laughs> so it, it is kind of hard to do medicine on somebody that's being carried. Okay. <laughs> so I rolled a 14. 14. All right. So, it, I mean, it, it looks pretty okay, but it's not enough to also get Tarouche back his lost hit points. So, for yeah. now, it seems that Edge, indeed, you are getting your way. Tarouche's nose is not yet fixed. Nice. But I am awakened by the. You are you are awake. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. while you're while you're t- walking, a couple of minutes pass, and like the eventually consciousness comes back in. Oh. Oh. Tarush stands up. Oh. Oh. Oh, I can't. Oh. The next words out of your mouth had better be a breathe. fucking apology. You're already gone, as <laughs> You're already walking. You can't have it both ways. Can I roll a perception to see if I notice Tarush waking up? I mean, I first want to know what Charlie is doing, what Tarush is doing. Oh! What the fuck? Ah! Oh. Oh, what happened? <laughs> oh! At this moment, Edge, you can see that Tarush is no longer being carried by Olam, but Olam has just put him down back on his own feet. Oh, I'm not going to do this carefully. I'm just going to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably. But that's I, I was probably on the ground while I was. Yeah. Doing this. The first sound you made, and she was just letting go. <laughs> it lives. It's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, so Tarush gets up and looks around, and just kind of looks over everyone, and then edge off a bit further. So that's how it is. Very well. And I just want to say I carried you for a long, long time, okay? So. <laughs> Noted. Thank you, Olam. And he cracks his neck in pain and agony as he then looks around. Where were we going? Uh, yeah, right. gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go follow Edge and uh, confront her about what just happened because that uh, this is not good. <laughs> not and good. Uh, Jack can decide what he's gonna do. Edge? Now that all of this is going on, you can see that Tarush is walking on his own legs. I walk up to him. Ah, stop like her! Murder strut. <laughs> I guess Tangle. Go between the two. I cast Tanglefoot. <laughs> okay, go ahead and make a, let's see, is that a spell attack roll on your part, or is that a, uh... Yeah, a real quick look. Tanglefoot. Tanglefoot. Yes, there we go, I believe. Um, yeah, spell attack. 
So that is going to be, I believe, from the top of my head, an 18. <laughs> 18 Miss. to hit. Oh, snap. Misses. Yeah. My AC misses. is 19. Oh, ah. Yeah, no, then, uh, then I miss. I, I just cast it just behind. Uh, and a nice ball of vines just barely misses <laughs> the edge. And Crone is uh, also trying to stop edge. I'm going to go with the Intimidate. Basically, what in the hell are you trying to do, Edge? All right, go ahead. Showing, showing that I'm angry and I'm not going to let her uh, then keep on going like this. Go ahead and make an intimidation check. Yeah. Against the Edge. perception DC of Edge, I believe. What is my perception DC? That is 10 plus your perception bonus. Okay. I roll for a total of 18. Yeah, my, my DC would be 14. Oh, okay. Right. So, Edge, as you take a couple of steps towards Tarush, you can... You just see Crowan slide into your vision, and as he shouts these words at you, you cannot help but flinch for a moment. You can see, like, the death stare in his eyes as a, a scolding teacher would, and yeah. you just feel like for a moment, oh, crap. Oh, and you are frightened, uh, they are one. frightened, one. Yeah. So just for a moment, like for six seconds, you are just, uh, Yeah. And, uh, if she, if Edge keeps on going to Tarush, I'm going to try and grab her. I'm not sure how that works combat-wise, but, you know, grab her. What do you do, Edge? I'm, I'm just doing, like, the, the screaming at the cat meme. Where I'm just like, you better start fucking apologizing, Tarush. Me? And for the sake of this, for the sake of this, as you walk towards Tarush, Crone standing in the middle, you begin to walk forward, and you go into the typical like drunk people out of the dining, like, hold me, don't stop me, don't stop me. And Crone <laughs> is just like holding you back while you point over his shoulder at Tarush. Me apologize? You just broke my fucking nose. You, you devil-blooded killed. Oh, you are out of control. You think, you think you can just get away with anything, don't you? No, You're a brat. I don't. You're useless. I actually think about the people that I am traveling with. You broke my fucking you nose. You almost killed last night. You turned you out just fine. You made move on Vermillion without talking to us about it. You mm. just threw it on us. And it almost cost us our lives. Well, you did just break my nose. Oh, well, I broke your nose. It will be fine. There's magic in the world. You can get it healed. No. Edge. We could have all died, Tarush. Edge. Fuck you. You want us to trust you when you do these fucking things? Next time we fight, you'll not have my aid. When you die, I'll gleefully watch you. Fuck you. Um. And Tarush walks... Tarus takes a big U as he walks around Crowen and Edge to follow the servant to the waterworks. You put servant more faith in your words than you should, Tarush. And Tarus just walks walks away, saying nothing. Okay. The servant who was leading was just standing a little bit further on in the distance, and eventually you pass her, and she just goes. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to that. just oh, walk walk on with the servant. 
I don't want to stop anymore. I just want to keep walking. <laughs> well, after this happened, the servant was just like, yeah, I don't still think the servant is going to be like, yeah. <laughs> well, poor servant. They just have, they have to take a group of people and they are just constantly fighting, yelling at each other. And the servant is probably just standing there like, oh, why did I pick this job? Yeah. I really, I, I wish I, I was, mean, I could have called in sick right this now. morning. Yeah, this, this servant, this servant also just had the, the noble of the house be murdered by the five of you. Not really <laughs> understanding, not really understanding what the hell is going on. So she's just very, very confused and is just like trying to figure out what is the best course of action for me that I do not get killed. Yeah. And that's about all that she's thinking about. How do I survive this? <laughs> yeah, and the servant probably saw uh, Lydia, uh, the other servant as well, being beat up and such. Erica. Uh, that, that was just Erica, actually. Yeah, I mean, Erica. Not, not see it outright, but of course, uh, during the night, word travels quickly along the gossiping line of servants. Karin is going to address Edge and just say, okay, Edge. Terush warned me before uh, before the night that we might get ambushed, and I, unders I underestimated his threat. Are you gonna beat me up for it as well? Olam didn't manage to stop uh, to warn us when she was on guard. Are you gonna beat her, break her, break her nose as well? What's wrong with you? This is not how we work. And putting the lives of those that you travel with in danger by making decisions that could have been easily avoided, that is how we work? Also, no, but we don't get angry and then start beating up on each other. Anger that does boy, not solve much. That boy needs a good beating. I don't think he's ever heard the no in his entire life. <clears throat> That's not the point, Edge. You don't, it you is don't get the point. For you. You don't get he has lessons to, to learn. He has lessons to learn, and I don't have the time to wait for another ambush to see if he learns them. I would rather sleep through the night, and live through the night, and not have Tarush's fucking ego trying to kill us again. And shall we talk about your ego for a bit? Go ahead. I mean, what gives you the right to punch him and then knock him out, maybe even break more things than just his nose? That is not productive. We, we're supposed to be a team. Yes, exactly. We are supposed to be a team. When one but of I'm the not the one failed, fucking we it up. We incite them to learn from it. We don't beat it into them. Why not? Apparently, it is the only thing he actually listens to. Does it look like it worked? It will. Once no, he calms won't. down. He's only well, more you mad talk to him then. If you think you can talk sense into him, then talk to him. I will, but I want to make sure that you stop with this corporal, corporal punishment bullshit. That's the promise I cannot make. Yeah, I'm not very comfortable with that, I must say. You are valid. Your, your emotions are valid. You are allowed to feel that, but I cannot promise that I will not use violence to make a point if it is the only way to make a point. That's not even the, my biggest worry. My biggest worry is you, you're driven by anger. 
I was draining my anger before. That made me that made me have to step out of the guard. The favorite, my the job I I did for my the most of my life, which was my purpose. I got angry, killed someone who shouldn't have been killed. Well, yeah. It was not a good time of my life. I don't want it to happen to you, Edge, because I care. I've gotten this far. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how old you are, but I've gotten pretty far as well. And then it bit me in the ass. And the thing still hurt. a bit longer than you have, I think. Okay, think about it, please. And then I will he think about it. Darwish. Very well. Edge starts complaining in Spanish to the, her little monkey buddy. <laughs> you're not really sure if that Knox understands what you're saying, but he does share your enthusiasm and tone of voice. All right. With that conversation finished, all of you eventually gather together again and continue your walk forward through the streets of Farwater, some emotionally and or physically scarred, until eventually you come upon the waterworks. In the middle of a vast domed structure with outcroppings on all different sides, you can already hear, coming from the inside, the vast rushing of water of steam being pushed through pipes as a servant walks to the large front door and opens it up to let all of you in. Here within the waterworks you find that um, you have one singular long hallway that eventually turns out into uh, a large set of metal double doors um, with like a warning sign on top of it, like warning, work area, uh, and the like. But on both sides, it seems that this one particular part of the building is reserved for uh, all different kinds of office spaces. And um, eventually, as the servant uh, gets out a piece of paper that she had carrying uh, with her, probably something that the nobles of House Vedius had given with her, she converses with a couple of people there, asking you to wait until eventually, from the working area, one of the large metal doors opens up and you can find a small, gray-skinned goblin just begin to hobble through with, like, suspenders, keeping his trousers with all different kinds of tools up there. He, like, wipes off a little bit of grease across his nose, giving like this this patchwork of gray and black from all of the different grease and, uh, well, fouler substances that the sewer uh, has to offer. As he becomes hobbling closer towards you, you can already smell that he indeed works within the sewers of uh, this beautiful city. Um, although as he walks towards you, he begins to converse and says, yeah, what do you all want? Oh, wait. And then he seems to have some magical capabilities as he quickly casts press a dissertation on himself and all of the 
foul odor and filth just washes off of him as he like pushes the last little bit of grime off of his clothing and just goes, Alright, that's better. Now who who do I talk to here? I think um Coin's gonna step forward. Yo. And, um <laughs> we've been sent uh with the approval of the um oh shit, forgot that name. Yeah, 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 I can read. And he pulls up like the piece of paper that the servant probably handed him. So oh, what okay. do you need? We need to check the northern part of the sewers. Northern part of the sewers? Yes. Well, why do you want to go over there? Could be compromised by scum. Compromised by scum, you say? Yes. Well, shit. <laughs> Each part of the sewers is compromised by scum. Yeah, but we I... believe they might have made some kind of construction works there that could that could be bothersome. Construction works. Carwin, mm -hmm. um, please don't indulge the man. He is. Well, fuck you too. The letter does not say to, and Tarush seems, for some reason, slightly, you know, uh, uh, uh. uh Frustrated because of something. The letter probably did not say to inquire about our business. We are here on important business for the Silver Sentinels, and we need a map of the Northern Sewers, and if possible, a guide. There is something very dangerous going on, and we need to stop it. Fine. Map of the Northern Sewers, coming up. Just walk with me for a moment. And he just begins to walk off back into the working area. Mm -hmm. And as he walks through the door, you can see like a mishmash of different like workstations, large pipes, some bigger, some smaller for the naked eye of yours who are untrained in what the hell is going on here, seemingly just haphazardly turning into each other. Large boiler standing, shaking, steam coming out from multiple sides. He just begins to walk over a couple of walkways until eventually you see like in the middle of all this, uh, what seems to be like a small square that has been cleared out of everything, which now only holds a couple of wooden tables and some chairs, probably some like resting area for uh, for the working folk. And you can see that on one table, you see three would seem to be, would seem to be elves, but they have blue skin, um, seem uh, like fins on the side of their heads. Um, each and every one that is trained within it can go ahead and make a society or nature check, your choice. Ooh, 22. 22? Uh, 19. 19? 10? Uh, I missed what you... What, what scale am I checking? Society, uh, or, society nature. or nature. Your choice. Yeah, society, so I'm going to check 14 plus... Uh, 18. 18, all right. Um, the three of you that uh, that rolled higher than a 10, I believe that uh, Olam only had a 10, but the other three of you, uh, you all uh, recognize these little folk as aquatic elves or sea elves, also known as tritons. Um, originally, they hail all the way from the uh, most southern regions, uh, from the province of... Um... Jesus, brother. It's your world. No, no, oh, no. on the uh, northeastern, uh, the southeastern side of it. Yeah. Um, let me just take a moment for a sec. Myrmidon. 
in the province of Myrmidon, a, a vast like archipelago with uh, a lot of tropical islands and the like where uh, this is the dominant humanoid species. Um, but now they seem to have integrated into the city of Farwater very well. As you can see them in the same scruffy overalls with tools, they're just like playing cards, smoking thick cigars, just looking at you, nodding, and then going back to their game, drinking something that they probably shouldn't be drinking while on the job. Unless I wanna, I wanna try the drink. I'm gonna go over to one of the tables and go like, "Excuse me, what? You, what are you drinking? Coffee. <laughs> doesn't doesn't smell like coffee. Doesn't smell like coffee." I had some trouble sleeping last night. I think I could use some coffee, and I slide over a silver piece. Beckons someone, pours a little glass, shoves it on over. By all means, silver piece vanishes from the table into his pocket. How how big is the glass? Is it like a shot glass or more like a whiskey glass kind of thing? Oh, you silly edge, thinking that these people have enough money to afford glasses. No. Yeah, no, but like, simple... um, yeah. volume-wise. Yeah, it's a, it's a simple tin mug, uh, probably the size of a, a glass that would hold coffee, but instead it's uh, like a, a nice little bottom. I would say it's like two to three shots, something like that. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a sip. Take a sip. Ooh, make a perception check. <clears throat> Make fortune. It's poison. Twelve. Uh, Twelve. Um, it is a drink made for function, not flavor. And function, oh hell yes, it does. It does hit you pretty hard because you have uh, had a very rough night in uh, multiple ways. Uh, still not completely rested as much as your body would like. So as you take a sip, you underestimate the strength of it a little bit because this is. This is basically their own this home. This is fucking moonshine. Is moonshine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what I was expecting, to be uh, honest. Has anyone but, here ever actually drank moonshine? I'm curious. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, it's horrible. It tastes and smells like gasoline, but it, it gets the job done. Like yeah, I said, mine. Functional. Yeah, it's it's functional. It's not. It's not. You, you shouldn't. You shouldn't really be ingesting it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no edge. Um... I'm going for it. After the the first sip, you know, edge kind of like coughs a little and goes like, oh, "This is some strong stuff." And then I shot the rest, put the tin Ooh. down, and jump in. Right. So um, you have just drank alcohol. Yeah. So, so you're you're starting the day with somebody already being punched unconscious and now walk around with broken nose and somebody. It's a Tuesday for Edge. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> also, so edge, like oh. Edge, uh, you take a plus one bonus to saving throws against fear effects. Yay! Yay! Because that's how alcohol works. Yay! I'm drunk and stupid now. I mean, you're not drunk, but yeah, you, you no, do it's feel like, a little bit, a little bolstered. bit like this. Yes. You feel bolstered, yeah. All right, that's fair. It was holy water. <laughs> I got, I got way more flirty too with alcohol. I have no shame. Yeah, this you makes know, sense. You don't have shame to begin with. Yeah, okay, Charlie. that's fair. That's fair. I don't know what alcohol does for me then. It just makes you 
more Charlie. Lucy Goosey. It's, it's plus Charlie one Sarah. Charlie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, literally, beer is like Charlie in a bottle. Oh, I like it. Oh, I'm gonna keep this. I mean, no. Still As you stand there for a moment, from another table, eventually someone stands up together with uh, with Dreg, the uh, the foreman that you spoke to, and the goblin hobbles back to you with the other person hot on their tail, and Dreg just says, "All right, random people working for noble shit. This is Brooke McBeal." Water worker Brooke McBeal. She will be your guide if need be. Here are maps. Now, if you would gladly go fuck yourselves, I have a city to maintain. And he just walks off. And I love girls... him. I love him so much. I love before him. He, uh, before he walks off, uh, I, I speak to him in Goblin. <laughs> because that is actually a language that I can... Oh, yeah. Uh, and I say, uh, don't mind the broken nose and drunk. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> we were never here. In, Pretty in sure Goblin. that the broken nose and the drunk fit in more than the rest of the party, but okay. <laughs> in the sewers, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he does speak to you like he, he turns back and then goes to you. Look, I understand why you broke his nose. Fuck that pretty guy. <laughs> I chuckle. And, and, fist, and my fist and Jesse, Jesse chuckles too. <laughs> you can see the rat actually like. Squeaking! <laughs> <my God. laughs> I'll take off. You the... are too cute. Is that a label on there? Take it off, Maxime. I, I still have to cut it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. But uh, Dreg Sootfoot gives you a small little fist bump, uh, Jack, and then walks off. As the no, no, uh, the hold on, hold group... on. I'm sorry. Maxime no longer gets to play this game without that on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, where did Jesse go? Hi. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. I got it. <laughs> oh, Maxime, what have you wrought onto yourself? <laughs> what have you wrought onto yourself? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, sorry. Yeah. The girl now standing before you, what a worker, Brooke McBeal, is um, somewhere in her late teens, early 20s, also wearing the same overalls of uh, dark blue and gray that seem to be like a little bit too spacious for her. Same for her gloves that are also a little bit too spacious. It seems that they didn't really have uh, the uniform of the water plant and the waterworks in uh, in her size. Uh, but nonetheless, she seems to, uh, to carry herself with an air of uh, being just as rough as the other uh, rub and tumble guys uh, sitting around her with her um, brown hair in like a short ponytail, not really to to like give her a nice little demeanor, mostly just to take all her hair out of her face while she's on the job. Uh, same tool belt all around her. Although you can also see that she is on her back having this uh, large wooden staff that seems to like sprout a, a bunch of seaweed at the very tip of it that she just carries around her with like a leather strap that she also has affixed towards the uh, the front of her uh, of her overalls and she just goes all right so i guess my job for today is to accompany all of your lovely folks can somebody tell me what the hell is going on and why i'm doing this now it's relevant to tell Rowan. no oh. uh going's <laughs> taken aback but he's gonna go um we need to check if there is a tunnel being built or built already in the northern part of the sewers. We have reason to believe that this, this is the case. All right. 
so and she just gets out the map and puts it down uh, and you can see that like a rough outline of all of the uh, city walls are still there but uh, instead of that uh, of the streets and the houses there you can see that they vast network of different tunnels uh, with different color codings for the different levels is something that you now realize as you look at these maps you begin to realize that the sewers are not just one level underneath the city it is multiple levels deep at some places giving the labyrinth an even vaster more strange scale but you can also see that a lot of different places are like scratched out and cut off it is Assumingly very very hard to keep all of this running and maintained for such a large city as Farwater is All right, so where the hell would this tunnel be if we are building a tunnel then it should be on here somewhere um, My guess would be And and Tarush grabs the map of Farwater that we have as he finds like where the canal starts and he tries to so he points at where the canal kind of intersects with the city wall i guess mm -hmm. I, okay so around we here can go, perhaps we can go to uh, to the battle map and to the uh, the map of Farwater for a moment yeah uh, so there we go all right so um if we go to the uh, to the northern part of the map yes perfect good job charlie um, you can find that from all the way over here to all the way over here, the canal is uh, is being situated. And what you saw, uh, Tarush, in your vision was that at some place the canal was um, basically met with shrubberies and a couple of lone trees on both sides without any buildings uh, around it. And okay. there you ventured deep into the earth and saw the bunker that Lyra was holed up in. So, so that would be somewhere around this region, I suppose, where there are no buildings. Exactly. Okay. And and now that you see like the uh, the maps that uh, Brooke just has put on the table and dictates all of the different like sewer systems, the sewers end right over there. By the by the also the basin. By the city walls. Yeah, by the city walls. Like okay. the basin is all the way this. Oh, that's this the, is the basin, basin. My bad. This but, is the basin. This but, is the large lake over there. But yeah. this is a, a, a reservoir. This is just a small reservoir at the okay. uh, at the side of the city. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. Then I I would really I would start off by like intersecting the two and kind of making an estimate. I guess. Yeah, I would just kind of circle that whole little region. Um, so... No, but that can be true. We don't have any sewers over there. That like is the canal was... correct. We are like my friends... I, I'm sorry, Crowen. I was... Uh, like my friend explained... Um, there might be some sort of infestation of scum there building a tunnel. Um, okay. Perhaps damaging the integrity of the sewage, we don't know. But we wish to make sure that this is or isn't the case. Um, so, you're an expert. I understand. Were you to try and build a tunnel from, and I'd point at the map, here to halfway the reservoir, where would you start building that? Would you do it in a straight line, or does it not work like that? Well, to be honest, there is no way that you are building a tunnel down there. 
Like the water pressure from the canal is way too fast. We keep it maintained by, well, among other things, the magics that I perform. If you were to build a tunnel next to that, it would collapse instantly. There's nothing but loose soil on top of that. E no vegetation to really keep all of that stuff like in place. There's no way that somebody is building there without our knowledge. And if magic were involved or at a deeper level? I mean, technically magic can do a lot of shit. I have heard people from my profession that eventually are able to move the very earth that they are standing on and stuff. But that sort of high-level shit, that leaves all kinds of traces, I think. No, nobody is... Well, Drag! Don't... Drag, get your ass back here. You're not done here yet. That's Drag. your supervisor, I love it. <laughs> Drag. Look, tell, tell me what you told him. Tell me... Uh, fuck, tell him what you told me. Drag. Um, Mr. Sudfoot, I apologize because apparently I we do have to tell you what we're doing. You Look, do know that you sound ridiculous with your broken nose like this, right? Yes, it sounds it sounds very annoying. Um, Indeed, I very Nate. I and and Tarus kind of looks at the goblin, like if and and kind of tries to deduce that the goblin sees the irony. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> or he does, and he's a comedian yeah. genius yeah, like, person. Was I gonna, love him so yeah, much. I was going to respond, and I was like, hold on. No, but... <laughs> so, um, Tarush grabs his map again, and he points at the empty spot by the canal where there are no buildings. We know 100% for a fact that somewhere in this region, next to the canal is a bunker of sorts. A subterranean construction um, built to withstand assaults and, well, water, I assume. And our suspicions are that this was built by the scum or allies and that they probably have a tunnel leading from the sewers to there. The building, the bunker, we know exists but we have yet to locate it, and we hope to find it through underground tunnels. And, um, and Tarush re-evaluates, re-evaluates. Has either of you lost a friend or family to the ringing? I, why the fuck are you bringing that up all of a sudden? Because... That is what we're working to fight. The scum, the ringing, it's connected. And if you wish to... If you wish to avoid further suffering, further deaths from this, then... I, I think you could really make a difference today by helping us with this. Go ahead and make a diplomacy check. <laughs> Sun flash of inspiration there. Um, oh, nice. That's a 19. Uh, plus eight, 27. 27. Very nice indeed. The girl looks at you with like one eyebrow raised and then just goes to her supervisor. So, Drake, what do you make of all of this? He also looks at her for a moment. Some understanding <laughs> seemingly between them. 
and he just goes, <sighs> Look, I have no idea who the fuck you people are, but... I wouldn't exactly call it a bunker, but I've been here long enough to know that when the canal was eventually constructed, the druids that dug all of it out were a couple of people that needed some places to stay and rest while they maintained their spells. So some, let's call them toll booths, were created along the way. Would it be possible that this bunker that you're speaking of is one of these toll booths? They had been decommissioned a long time ago, and I can tell you there are no tunnels going over there as of this moment. But the stories do go that when the canal was dug, these booths were reinforced to both withstand the pressure of the water, but also allow for a easy entrance and exit from the canal and from the surface areas. So they had underground toll booths. Yeah. Well, that's what we call them. They weren't exactly toll booths because who's gonna pay toll? Like the fish? No. But they had like the same small like interiors and the druids used them to both exit and enter the canal from the upside and stuff. Very well. This is wonderful information. And has any of you recently been in the sewers north, uh, in the north. Like I said, there there aren't any sewers there. These toll booths, no, they no, weren't I, connected. I, I, I understand um, uh, what you're saying. I mean, the the northernmost part of the sewers uh, in that area. Uh, has Northern either sewers. of you recently been there? Well, yeah, not me personally, but... Jackie! Jackie! You went up to uh, Sector B12 yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Anything weird? You read my report, didn't you? Well, there you go. Very well. Um, but tell me, how is this... The fuck are y'all doing over there? Um, Tarush makes a perception check. I, 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 I want to divulge the information out of, you know, um, gratitude, but also I, I'm not sure if I should trust this guy what are you what are you trying to perceive if he's trying to get information out of me intentionally if he's asking out of curiosity or perhaps with um intent so if he's uh if you can see if he's hiding any motives yeah i see if he's trying to manipulate me fair enough go ahead <laughs> that's a natural two uh seven so i mean he seems to be like curious about the situation yeah. Which is quite definitely curious now that you guys are like a couple of ragtag people working for the Silver Sentinels with a letter from pretty much their bosses telling them to cooperate. Who the fuck are these people? Then I shall take your word for it. We have suspicions that one of the people responsible might be somehow situated in one of these toll booths, responsible for the ringing and its spread. It is a magical plague. Huh. Well, 
I don't know about people being involved with a disease, but if you were a bad guy and you're trying to get away from it all, one of these booths that only a handful of people would know about, far away, where those people that knew about it wouldn't venture even themselves because who gives a fuck? Seems like a good hidey hole as any. You're smart. Thank you. Is there anything we need to know to be able to access these places? A key? A lock? Let me... Let me check for a moment. And he walks off, assumingly uh, back to one of the offices. And eventually, a couple of minutes pass and he comes back, hobbling once again, but this time indeed with what seems to be a, a very robust big key. And... Completely rusted over. Seems to be a relic of the past now, but if it will aid you, then go on ahead. This is one of the keys of the latches to the toll booth. Not really to lock it up, but just to keep it closed for animals and the like. Not sure if it's the one of the toll booth that you're looking for, but if it can be of any aid, then, well, I have no need for it rusting away here. And you can see that it is like a robust, almost like centimeter thick band that goes around and then turns into this long elongated shaft that then uh, comes out into what seems to be um, like a, a certain like rune-like pattern, as if somebody tried to make uh, a letter out of the key, basically. But instead of a, a normal letter, like an A or B or a C, it is like an, uh, a rune of some sort. Not arcane that you know of, but uh, putting two and two together, uh, investigating a little bit, it's probably just like a uh, a rune that druids might uh, might use. You have heard of the um, the the secret language that druids uh, have among their uh, people, so perhaps this is one of that. But it just seems to be like a very robust key, and you can see that it could be used to just like <laughs> open something that required force to do so. So, Tarush accepts it, nods, your presence and expertise is like a gift from the gods to us. Thank you. Is, is there a way that, an appropriate way for us to compensate you and to ensure your discretion? Be a doll and do a good word to the various people once you leave here. We shall do so. Um. And please get that freaking nose fixed. I shall. Worman drags Hutfoot and his staff are the ones I should commend. And Brooke McBeal. Brooke McBeal. I shall make note of this. A pleasure. Well, all hours, I'm sure of it. Uh, I apologize, and, and Tarush looks around. Anyone else have any questions? No, I think uh, we are pretty satisfied. One of the Tritons, the, the sea elves, does raise his hand. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, people? So I <laughs> Wait, one, one question. It was Brooke McBeal, right? 
Brooklyn Beal, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> who the hell are you people? So Tarush kind of dramatically turns around, heading for the exit, and then he looks back and he goes, we are the pack. And then he walks <laughs> yeah. But it always sounds more like, we are the we pack. Are the <laughs> like, his broken nose, spattering blood, as he turns around too swiftly. And that is where we will uh, take a little break as uh, you exit the premises and with this newfound information and leads, you will venture forth through the city of Farwater all the way up north to investigate this place. Nice. So, well, before we go on break, Wouter oh. should eat. I should. I should eat, apparently. Yeah, uh, eat in front of the camera while we all stare at you. I will. Thank you, Majo 80. I have acquired... Gummy bears. Nice. And they are now being devoured. Thank you so much. See you guys in 15 minutes. 9.40, we will continue the stupidities. Nice. Da, 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 da. And we are back. So... To quickly jump into the game where we last left off. Our heroes, known as the Pack, trying to uncover the driving forces behind a magical disease that is ravaging the vast city of Farwater, have already taken away one of the culprits behind it all, Vermilion Vedius, a witch that had aligned itself with this dark power to perpetuate it throughout the city and increase with it his own power. However, to do this, to take out Vermilion, some tensions have arrived within the party. Tarush not giving out too much of a warning before making moves on Vermilion has set off Edge into some distrust for when they left the estate of these nobles and Vermilion now lying dead, Edge decided to punch Tarush in the face to make it very clear that to endanger his companions like this would not fly anymore. Which in turn also brought Crowen to fall out against Edge that when you try to have a cohesive team knocking it into them might not be the best course of action. But with this initial tenseness now gone, you ventured forth to follow the lead of the next culprit. One that had been a member of the same mages guild as Tarush, the Cerulean Circle, but had now seemingly left the guild to start for her own. Lyra Dracos, who seemingly had an underground bunker next to a canal that led into the city of Farwater. You ventured forth towards the water plant, the um, large operational building that governs all of the city's waterways, sewer systems and the like. Here you conversed with the foreman, Drag Sootfoot, who eventually could give you some information that uh, the bunker that Lyra could be using might be very well one of the old, as he called it, toll booths. Small chambers that long, long ago during the construction of the canal had been used as 
uh, nice ways for druids to enter the canal and the uh, strong pressure of the water and the uh, well hazards that come with it. With this information, as well as a rusted key that long ago was used to open these quote-unquote toll booths, you have now ventured forth into the city streets of Farwater to find out whatever you can about Lyra and hopefully stop her. In so doing, all of you are now traveling the streets of Farwater, going further up north, until during your travels in the uh, early morning, which we now find ourselves, you hear some commotion in the distance. All of you can go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Jinx. 17. Uh, seven plus five, twelve. Twelve? Ten. Ten? Nine. Nine. Mm. All right. Oh my god, we suck. Yeah. For the, uh, for the people with the uh, 17 on their perception check, you have heard the sounds before of large wheels with like uh, metal rings around them to enforce them, like roll over the cobblestones of cities many times before. But what you hear now is that, but like extrapolated to huge size as if you can hear a very large metallic ball or ring being rolled across the floor and what you can also hear is a commotion as multiple people seemingly intrigued by whatever this is after a couple of steps you find the source of this sound as indeed you can see that a couple of people wearing um, robes uh, not unlike some uh, monks or the like um, who are rolling forward as servants this very large metallic, it seems to be copper band, circle if you will uh, very thick to, to keep its, uh, its metallic um, well, demeanor intact it is about like 15 to 20 centimeters thick and the entire circle itself that is slowly rolled over the ground by four of the servants, two in the front, two in the back, is, I would say, 20 feet in diameter. And as it is rolled, eventually uh, coming towards one of the many squares that Farwater has to offer, they have seemingly arrived at their destination. As the servants, not too gently, just let it fall down. As one of the servants steps forward and says, Hear ye, citizens of Farwater. I am a speaker of the circlet's chamber, here to ask each and every one of you if you are willing to make a hundred gold pieces in mere moments. If you deem yourself of high enough combat prowess. Come and shed blood, sweat, and tears in the name of our god, Cord. Tarush seems intrigued uh, up until the combat prowess thing. And then he kind of goes, mm. and looks over. A hundred gold pieces. Yeah. Check with For their each and every one who can make Jaquim bleed. Who's Jaquim? 
Hmm. I think it's pronounced uh, Joaquin. A <laughs> hundred gold pieces. You now see that a small crowd of onlookers has uh, gathered, and um, you can hear like like the mumbling. The Circlet's chamber. That's that's the Temple of Court, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's more like a fighting arena. Oh what? my God! The sun is shining again. They're doing promotional. They're doing promotionals. What? What's what? God? Uh, corn. Uh, you can you can go ahead and either make a society check or a religion check. I'm gonna go ahead with society. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I don't think I'm trained in either of those. Yeah, society. Oh, okay. Crit. Um, 28. With 28? a natural 20. Oh, damn. Very nice. Crone? Nah, I just rolled a 10, so I'm, I All don't right. know much. With your natural 20, uh, Darush, um, the Circlet's Chamber is actually one of the uh, key places here within the city that you have uh, done research, research for when you came here. Um, you know that Cord is one of the eleven, one of the uh, the the main Kord. gods of the pantheon. With the D, okay, yeah, K O R D, <laughs> yeah, uh, the god of battle, war, fighting, all that sort of good stuff. And the Circlet's Chamber is the main place of worship here within the city limits of Cord. It is named for the large copper ring, literally, that had been, uh, so the stories go, had been granted by Cord himself. Um, as like the, the focal point to have then the entire uh, temple built around it. Because within this ring, um, you offer tribute to Kord by doing battle with each other and literally offering your blood, sweat and tears to the god of battle. However, the circle is enchanted in such a way that whenever you go down, you stabilize immediately. Oh. So it's like a very nice place to just go all out, hammer it out and then uh, go your separate ways. The Circlet's Chamber actually uh, houses uh, all different kinds of rounds of combat, and um, each and every one of you could enter it, uh, starting at the lowest tiers, but then slowly uh, work your way up as you win more and more battles, increasing your revenue with each win as well. Uh, only... Oh, uh, no gambling, however, is allowed on this, you know, uh, Tarush. And um, in your uh, research with your natural 20, you also know of uh, one particular individual that uh, leads all of this. A uh, Goliath man by the name of Father Everest. Who is the main high priest uh, of the Temple of Kord. And also, if you would eventually find your way battling yourself all the way to the top, the final combatant that you can best within the arena. And is it fist fights or do you use weapon as well? You can use or whatever magic. the fuck you want. Magic oh. as well? Yep. And well, do I happen to know if this... Jaquin? 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 Not really. Not heard of it. And you can also only see that there are but four individuals now standing around this copper ring. And now you realize that this copper ring that they are rolling across the square is probably an imitation of the actual enchanted ring that is in the circus chamber. Uh, so you only see these four individuals. One has put his hood off, and you can also see that they, all of them hold like these necklaces with their holy symbol, which is a very simple, like, battle-worn uh, copper ring as well. And you can see that if uh, in each and every one of them, you can see that all of the copper rings have like blood spatters across them. 
it is uh, like a ritual of them to hold them in battle and just let get it smeared with the, the throes of battle and then keep that as a badge of honor. The speaker continues, who will stand up to the challenge? Etcha, you're muted. Uh, if you're muted, Edge, Edge not muted for us. I think that you. Oh muted my bad. Them. Oh my bad. Yeah, they were doing things. My bad. How dare ye? Yeah, you you were fumbling around and it was making noise, so I muted you. But I forgot to unmute you again. Go ahead. And also, you broke my nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're unmuted. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. As as the dude is talking, it just like hands knocks over to Olam and and dumps their backpack uh, in Jack's arms and just bolts for the for the ring. You push yourself through Good the luck. small crowd of a couple of dozen people that have gathered themselves here, and as you step forward, uh, this tiefling pushing aside all of the under uh, onlookers, you step forward. It seems we have a challenger. As Edge bolts off, Tarus. Uh, before Edge bolts off, Taru starts the sentence. Uh, perhaps we should wait for the first fight and then assess. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's gonna be the first fight. <laughs> what is your name? Tiefling of white skin. Edge Ilbelis. Edge Ilbelis, will you step into the ring? Will you attempt to make Jaquin bleed before all of our eyes? I will attempt to make your lord proud. Splendid! It's then we have but a few rules. If you wish to darn yourself in magical... buffs, then this would be the time to do so. For within the city limits, we are bound by some rules, and no offensive magic may be cast within the ring to assure our onlookers' safety. Do, however, bring any weapons that you so desire. And give it your all. Do not hold back. Uh, so magic items are tuned, so Crowan can't magic really items. lend his bracers to um, Edge right now, or can he? It, it, uh, it depends if they are invested or not. If they are not invested, like magical weaponry, for example, they are not invested. Those are that's like the the word attuned for uh, for Pathfinder. Like you have items that you need to invest in, but you also have just items that do their thing. Like, a, a flaming sword will also be flaming if you hand it over to somebody else, so you don't have to invest yourself in those. I forgot. Do we still have the card somewhere? Yeah, if you go to player inventory, um, it should be in there. Okay. All the way at the bottom, I think. I just noticed that I haven't started roll 20 yet, so that's kind of... <laughs> Good job, Vincent. But, but first, look up the yeah. item. I can't switch. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm just... I haven't, uh, yeah, well, let's just say, uh, well, yeah, you check if it's a golem, though, that, that would be kind of a sucky situation if you have to make a golem bleed. Where, where <laughs> would it say that they're invested? Uh, should be one of the uh, key traits of the top of the card. Yeah, the braces are invested. All right. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah. But I have, have... My, I have my wraps. Yeah. Do we have any potions? I don't have anything you could use. You had what? You had a mutagen that might help, didn't you? Yeah, the juggernaut. I don't, I don't know. know if that's gonna help me here though. It juggernaut is like extra. Yeah, I think it's temp 
It's temp HP, I think. Yeah, it's not. Uh... Oh, fair. I don't think it gives me any buffs on like AC or something. Yeah, but HP is nice too. Uh, juggernaut, mutagen. Yeah, but like I know, like the rule isn't if they can make you bleed, right? No. It like you... uh, if he knocks her, knocks her out before she can, uh, he, uh, they can make him bleed. Then yeah, yeah you're screwed. As as you guys are like uh, going through your stuff, the the announcer can can give a little bit more information. Yeah. This is your challenge, Edge. Jaquin will be your target. He will try to stay standing. You must bring him down. Make him bleed before our eyes. That is the only challenge. Do not hold back on defenses, for you have no need of them. Jaquin will only try to defend himself. Oh. And we're talking about, you know, fluff-wise fluff bleeding, not the mechanical bleeding. Um, if, if we go to, if we go to, uh, basically you have to deal damage to it. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just making... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that I have anything that's gonna help me in that way. Any blessings yeah. from, uh, Olam, maybe? I don't know what you have, uh, no? I don't uh, have any. I don't have anything either to help, I'm afraid. Not sure if I would, but, you know. Yeah, no, Edge is just gonna tighten the wraps and twirl around their quarterstaff a little bit for Flare and just step into the ring. Like, that's all we have right now. Enter Edge Ilbelis. The white shade from hell. <laughs> I like it. Enter Jacqueline, the untouchable. And you can now hear footfalls on the shillings on one of the roofs as all of the eyes go upward and you can see bolting jumping in front of the early sunlight falling all the way down from the third story making a parkour judo roll using momentum to take a couple of steps forward and then standing into the ring with you topless ghost sound Ghost sound? Slowly rising on Edge! 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 That is picked up by the rest of the crowd, beginning to shout your name, Edge, until they hear Jaquin fall from the sky. And yeah, enter no, it's not. Edge is you. just standing there, like, total hard eyes, a little bit of drool. This is... What you see standing before you is a high elf. High Elf in multiple ways of the word, as he is standing at a good six feet four, towering above you. Topless, completely ripped, abs glistened in oil, probably for this, um, like, bout of conquest that you were about to uh, find yourself in. Bare feet, the only other things that he has are beautiful, ordained bracers from some sort of like deep dark blue metal material that you cannot quite uh, place. But they do match perfectly with the deep blue eyes that he has on his pale high elf but tanned skin with dark blonde dreadlocks flowing at the back of him. Edge. I didn't know he was an elf, so I'm gonna 
retcon the whole heart eyes drilling thing. Uh. <laughs> the untouchable versus the white shade from hell. Edge, give it your all for the blessing of cord. Let us sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears on this day. You have one minute. Make him bleed. And with that, I would like you to roll initiative. What's Go my modifier? Uh, perception check. Perception check. I have 14. 14? All right. Jaquin will go first. As he just stands there for a moment and swivels one foot backwards and just raises his hands up. Oh, fuck, it's Crane. Yeah, it's a Crane defense. Fuck, 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 fuck. That is all that he does. Yeah. What do you do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to whack him with my quarterstaff first. All right. Ooh, uh, 18 on the die plus 5, 23. 23, all right. How and where do you try to hit him? Um, Go for the balls! I'm I'm going to try to hit him on the knee where he's got most of his body weight. I believe she'll try the pull, uh, that edge also benefits from the pulse that Amunra gave. Oh. Oh, yeah. Correct. Then that's uh, 28. 28. All right. The artifact gives off this nice little pulse that enters your body, and with that, you find your staff and go right for the knee. And you feel that you are going to hit him. And he just takes the blow on the knee, pivots, gives you a small little bitch clap. You'll have to be better than that. Okay, time to fish. Time to fish for a crit. <laughs> <laughs> Spam your attacks. Go. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, yeah, I am. God, I'm pissed off now. Um, I just kind of like throw my quarter staff towards, let's say, Crow and your dex is okay, right? Uh, you can catch not that it. well, but go ahead. In your general direction. Just yeah, general like, direction. Somebody catch it, please. And I'm gonna uh, use my hands and Fleur blows him. Uh, 14. I don't think 14. that hits. And like, it is, it is one attack, but what you now see is that Edge just goes in into hand-to-hand -hand combat. And what you now see for the next coming seconds is Edge just trying, <laughs> trying to get some hits in. And all of them just get <laughs> all of them deflected out of the way. It is a beautiful display. Well, I only, I only rolled one of my flurry of blows. Yeah, I still but have another, but uh, let's see. Oh, that's a nat 20. Um, right. Minus a... Minus five. Minus no. two, because I have a plus six. Oh, it's a natural 20, which would come to... 22. 22? Okay, so um, in the rules, that would be a critical miss, so now it becomes a normal miss. What? You find... Oh, man, he's got an AC like somewhere in the 30s. That is not this okay. Time, this time, your your hand that comes in, and he just poof, takes it, pulls you towards him with the momentum of your blow, and then with his other hand, just poof, pushes you back to your other position. Like, what the fuck? Yes, Savage Combat Smurfs. I, I am very aware that I'm basically Neo right now. I love <laughs> it. You think that's air you're breathing? Uh, okay, so staff. 
Staff is gone, right? You've thrown it to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I did the staff. I did the flurry of blows. Um, I'm going to try an electric shot. No, no, no. Offensive magic was forbidden, he said. Yeah, because, because oh. in, the, in the city limits, that is not that is not. Oh, all right, okay. Do. So, um, can I... I use an action to... Wait, so what was the number on a critical... Like a thing? What was the number on your 20 again? Sorry. 22, right? 22, yeah. 22 was a, a critical it miss. It was a, the third attack, so a minus 8, but a plus 6. So what's what's your modifier? Let's, My let's, modifier is 6. 6, let's math Four. this. So your only chance of hitting is on the first attack in a round with a crit. That is your only chance of hitting, with no okay. multiple attack penalties, etc. That lay I, as far as I can tell, because if a thirty, if a thirty-two, is a miss already, if not higher, you need to roll at least thirty-three, if not even higher, right? Or uh, a bit lower, but then a crit at the same time. Is, so. Is, it are you allowed to just kind of defend in combat? Oh, no, wait, he's not really attacking me. He's just parrying. He's, he's not attacking you. Yeah. So, so I mean, okay. basically, you can, like, aim your shots, right? Is there a time limit that he said? He didn't, right? One yeah, minute. Uh, one, one minute. minute. So one ten minute. rounds. Ten rounds. So that means you have, what, eight more shots left, realistically? Yeah. I, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... I hope this is okay, Valter. Kind of metagaming, yeah, yeah, but, no, of but, course. but no, yeah. No, no. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking like. Um, so you, I can really yeah. pretty much only hit him on my first attack within that twenty. But what am I gonna do him, with the rest of my turns? They see. Wait, wait, wait. Was that a first attack with a nat twenty? No, that was the third. Okay, yeah, but the first attack you said basically hit him, but it was a miss. It was a miss. Yeah. You didn't roll for According to, to the DM, yeah, like, I yeah. felt like I was gonna hit him, but then exactly. I Exactly, you didn't roll for damage, so so, 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 so I would say that's a... Well, right? It, uh, uh, it, was, it was flavor on my part. A 28 yeah, exactly. misses, 28 misses, and a, a 22 would have been a critical miss, but yeah. because it was a natural 20, then it gets upgraded one level mm. to a normal miss. So what so you, you could do, your charisma is high. You could do a feint, um, yeah. to make him flat-footed. If his will DC is not also just as ridiculous, which it probably is, but it's worth it a try. It probably is. It probably is. But it's it's He's worth a try. Probably a lot wisdomer than I am. It's, so it's for the sake of this. For the sake of this. Um, now that you are flustered, not really knowing what the hell you should do, I will say that this is the first round over. Like yeah. You have you have squandered your last action yeah. by basically this thought Try, Trying to think like, oh, yeah. fuck, what do I do now? Nothing yeah. is working. Well, you have two fierce attacks. They don't stack, but that's at least a plus five on, on the next two attacks that you have. <laughs> so that helps. Um, but you still need that nat 20 because at, max, at most you would otherwise have a, what, a 29 or a 30? So that's not enough. You still need the 20, but on that 20, you might hit. All right, so, so if, I, if I get him prone, would he be flat-footed? Oh, yeah, but, yes, he would. He would yeah. definitely be flat-footed. But you would still need to go against his fortitude DC or his reflex DC, which will be just as ridiculously high. And uh, uh, athletics maneuvers count, have a multiple attack penalty. So I honestly, I would just 
take the statistically best option to do seven attacks, one per round, and hope you get that 20 in there. Because that I think that's your only shot. Yeah, you can always... It does faint count as an attack? Faint does not. So you can try and faint and then to do the attacks, because you want to lower that AC, you know. Uh, mm. At least I say this, but... Yeah, I'm just uh, gonna take a look. No, it's just mental faint, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't count as an attack, so so you don't up your, your uh, attack penalty by doing that. Yeah, it's a deception check against his perception, perception DC. DC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's probably pretty wise. My deception, I think, is plus eight, though. It's plus eight. Yeah, I, I, I so don't think I would, it's... I would faint, like, go left and then try and hit him right or something like that? All right, so so basically what we are going to do, if I if I follow the, the reasoning, and if you uh, wish to follow the reasoning that uh, Charlie is saying as well, so we want to go for, like, the next seven rounds to, to get a little bit more expedited. Um, a faint <laughs> and then just a attack because, because you guys believe that you need a natural 20 on the first hit. Someone used an elemental spark on That's him. not allowed, Amunra! Refund, refund, refund! No offensive magic! Refund, refund! As, um, as the elemental spark goes off... No, no, the... no, 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 no! As, as the elemental spark goes off, it goes off, it goes off. But just let me, uh, let me, let me take this one. You see that one other person, um, from the crowd... If, let's see, what, what kind of elemental spark is it? Um, it's not specified. No, uh, no. Just said to, oh. to Jackie. Blood. It's the blood element. It's the blood element. It's pain. <laughs> um, no, I will say, I will say it, it's, it's negative energy then. Pain energy. So you see like a dark bolt just jetting out from the artifact, but you see that another person within the crown is also paying attention as a armor-clad arm just reaches out with a sword, a beautifully crafted sword inlaid with uh, nice little sapphires at like the, the point where the cross guard meets the hilt and the sword just slashes through the elemental spark and just like takes it and you can see the person that slashed through it is basically taking the brunt of it just goes let us not sour this beautiful display shall we Shink. as you can see a half elf with uh, short brown hair a uh, full set of uh, plate armor around himself with like a small um like uh cloak but only on one shoulder which uh, probably houses some sort of uh sign of his house on it i think that these two are doing their best Let's see what happens. And you can see that the half-elf is just winking towards the person that is now carrying the artifact. And we gaze further onward towards the uh, the combat area over here. So Edge, Jaquin is taking his turn again, and he just stands there. What he does while this is happening, while you are trying to figure it out, he begins to step, 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 step. Uh, as an elf, if you are um, uh, investing your uh, feats in that way, you eventually get the elf step ability that you can step twice, and he uses that mobility like to give a nice little display for the rest of the crowd. Like, blasting like a bee. Pretty much. <laughs> this guy is at least level nine, Mauter. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Sorry, again the metagaming. I can't help it with this kind of combat. Stop it, Charlie. Stop it. <laughs> Just let me roll and see how bad I do, okay? Even yeah, though these dice are working pretty well. Thank you. Um, but All right, so, so edge. Flurry of blows. Flurry of blows. blows. All right. Well, yeah, faint, faint first. Faint, okay. faint. 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 All right, so that would be a uh, deception check on your part. Yeah, no, that's not good. That's a three on the die. Good. Uh, Get those bad rolls eight. out. As as you faint, you can hear him like under his breath, just <sighs> sigh a little bit in boredom, <laughs> disappointment. Actually, if it's a critical failure, use, that edge is I... now flat-footed. <laughs> yeah. Can I can Would I use can... my my rage for extra buffs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking hate this guy. But flurry of blows is actually good. You you, you don't use multiple attack penalties on either of them, right? You do. You do. It, it does. On it, the it second means, one, yeah. yeah. It just uh, means that you can use one action to make two attacks. Uh, so it's very nice. Fair, fair, fair. Be able to uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it up with twin strike. Fair. Yeah. Seven on the die for the first hit. Uh, plus five? Total, plus six. No, uh, plus, plus five, five for plus fierce six. attack. Yeah, so yeah. 11. So that's 18. 18. Yeah. And then a two. <laughs> And the two, the two yeah, this no, time. Yeah, no, the the fucking up my my faint fucked me up. The 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 second attack, you you go in, you go for a little bit of a too wide attack, and he sees it so clearly that he just catches your fist and pulls you in closer. Do you think this will make me bleed? And just lets it go. Just... Oh, 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 you fucking elves are always so fucking full of the fucking selves. Right, this time. <coughs> This time? Sorry, yeah. I just choked up my own saliva a little bit. <laughs> this time, after letting go of your hand, Jaquin falls back, goes on the ground, rolls around you, and jumps up at the back of you. Stands there now. He just lets himself fall and uses his acrobatics to just twirl around you and get back up on the other side. That's his turn. <sighs> Um, yeah, what am I going to do for the rest of my turn? Because I'm not going to hit him with the penalties. Um, and the, the, the penalty is also if I want to try and, and uh, get him to fall on his ass. Yeah, if you were if you were going to try and trip him with athletics, that also counts as a combat action. So okay. the attack after. Yeah, so the the penalty would still. Yeah. Um, can I use the rest of my turn to try and analyze his movements? Uh, analyze. Your I don't know movement. if that's gonna ha help me in any way, but yeah, I'm not gonna to... be able to hit him. What would you try and like to perceive on his end? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna find it, but any flaws that I might be able to take advantage of. Go ahead and make a perception check. Ooh, that's better. Uh, 17. 17. I mean, it is becoming clear that you might have a way to go to get on his level. Make that be clear. Oh, yeah, no, but, totally. Yeah, get so, so the weak points for him, he's just, he's just a higher level. So even weak points for him 
unless he's completely untrained in something, he's probably still going to uh, be able to beat you out on a pure numbers game over here. What you do see, however, he is bored out of his mind. He is not enjoying himself at all. He has been coerced into this and he's not trying to, to hide that. He does put on a display like using his abilities to show how good he actually is. But his head game is off. But even so, you begin to think like, would that even matter at this point? Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be able to get into his All right, head. so seven rounds left. What is going to be your tactic? Are we going to fish for uh, for natural 20s? Eight so, yeah. You can yeah. always try to faint. Uh, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep trying to... Uh, faint and... Faint, attack, perceive, basically. Alright, so for the rest of the encounter, Edge, you are just prowling around him like a predator trying to pounce on their prey. And you try to faint and go in for a hit. You, okay, you take a moment again, because you know that you have, like, the, the time element at your hand. You don't have to defend yourself. You can just focus on trying to find a place, go for a strike. Okay. Go to find a place, go for a strike. And with that, we will go ahead and uh, and see what goes. So, first, go ahead and make a deception check. 15 plus 8, 23. Not going to be enough. Yeah, no, this right, baller so. is wise. All right, so, attack okay. roll. Flurry blows. Oh, my God. Not one. Natural one. Not five. So neither hit. And then a perception. Oh. Yeah, you're seeing it now. Okay. I hear the O. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I so, was about to say. <laughs> as this happens, as this happens, you see a whiff of energy come from the artifact and it just apparates around the head of uh of jacquin as a metal box apparates and for a moment you can still see his face and then a metal door as a small metal safe is just created around his head the crowd goes oh and the announcer is like stepping up to to poke a word in but jacquinas goes no we continue He's now blinded, so he is uh, he is flat-footed for you. Fucking amazing. Do That's I, do, do I have to roll again, or do the rolls count because they were and shit? This, for this round, for this round it counted. We now go to round uh, four and beyond. Uh, no, sorry, round five and beyond to see okay. what you can do with the, but he still uh, the has last the box six. On. Oh. Yeah, but the box, right. but the box stays there. That is amazing. This is such a creative use. Nice, Amunra. So. I, is a faint gonna work if he's blinded? No, no, yeah, don't do a faint. He's no. already flat footed, so you're. He's fine. already flat footed, so basically your your faint has succeeded. That's a 15 for the first attack, 12 for the second. Well, uh, without the. Hang on. Uh, right, 15. So, so, Did I do my second? Wait, edge, edge. Yes. For a moment. I will uh, I will grant this I will I will grant this to to Charlie he is indeed correct you need a natural 20 on the first attack of your round so we can just go to see for the next rounds if your first okay. attack is going to be okay. a natural 20 unless so that's all the have... math I need to do is just yeah. read the number off the exactly. die okay all right so so those were two we still have four left four chances to fish for a natural 20 okay come on baby 
17. Even Karush is kind of rooting for Edge at this point. Six. <laughs> All right. 10. Stop. Yeah, stop. Stop, 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 stop. The last one, last one we're going to do in chat. Oh, last that's one we're going to do in, in stream. <laughs> in the stream. Uh, which last one chance. am I on? This one. All right. Uh, put, hold on. There we go. All right. Eighth. Count down, and I will roll. <laughs> Tres, dos, uno. Bam. <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> it's a natural one. <laughs> no. Perfect. No. I so, hate you, Charlie. So with so that, useless. So with that, the last strike ends. You take a couple of steps backward and just go in for his huge haymaker. You jump up, go down, and you can see that the body of Jagim gives way. He lets out a grunt, still in his metal box with his head, and the whole crowd goes oh for a moment until he steps up and just grabs your wrist and pulls you up with him. Like he pushes himself down with the force of your blow, oh, but man, he grabbed you. Well, let's, let's, see, let's see if he grabs you. Let's see if he grabs you. That is going to be a, um, let's see here. There's my Jacqueline stat block. Um, that is going to be a 38 that on his athletics. 38. So he grabs your wrist. You're like, wait, what? And he pulls you up. And with you just dangling there, like, God damn it, this is humiliating. The crowd goes, well, and alas, where they first chanted Edge, they are now chanting, Ja, King, Ja, King, Ja, King. And from there on out, Ja, King, Ja, King, Ja, King. He puts you down and he gets into this downward position, grabs the metal box and just goes, <laughs> and he's going to uh, try and attack it's, the it's box. It's an illusion though, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say this is a, a metal box around his head and let's see here. For cool purposes, the that's fine. The power of the artifact is growing. For cool purposes, indeed. Like it takes him a couple of seconds, but he actually manages to just pull the metal box in two pieces boom boom letting it fall to the side which then go back into thin air back to the magic of the artifact from whence it came Edge hates themselves for being aroused right now Tarush kind of elbows softly Crowen aren't you glad you didn't go for it now? I just kind of wanted to go for it now this is the power that Cord grants one and all. Here within this small ring, we can show you but a fraction of our power. Come towards the circlet's chamber, test your merit against one another, and perhaps eventually you will stand toe to toe with the great Jaquin. Are there any other challenges? I want a challenge! I want a challenge! Crowen <laughs> back into his youth, walks up, you want you want to go Edge, for it as Edge well? Edge gives him yeah, a little excited. box I'm excited. in passing. Go. All right. <laughs> Crowen has like his little map book out. <laughs> One in twenty chance, motherfucker. 
Then if that's what it that's that's what it get, give only a minus two. It doesn't yeah. cancel anything, right? No, minus nope. two. Minus two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Crone. Okay. Do you yeah. step forward? Yeah. It seems we have another challenger. Who are you? Man of red hair. Crone built. Crone built. Jacquin, are you ready for another round? Jacquin is always ready. Very well. Crone built. The man built of a warrior steps forward into the ring with Jacquin. Before before I start the battle, I'm gonna ask Edge any tips. Try to hit him. The fucker's fast. Okay, fair. Okay, I'm gonna then, try it. Then step forward, Crowen. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you battle hardened? Will you Crowen. sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears for Cord? Crowen. Crowen. His blood, yes. Haha! <laughs> Splendid! Then, your minute starts now. Okay. Let us fight! I have the bonus from the polls, so I'm gonna try and intimidate him. Okay. And I have an, a feat I keep forgetting that is in, in, intimidate prowess. That means if I can physically threaten someone, I get a plus one of my intimidate. Ah, very well. I so remember I that, that feat well from Gurkhal. Yeah. That was a very fun mm. feat. Like you, Indeed. honestly, I would just like, if if I were to make up a character around that, he would like have a bag of sticks with him, and then he would just like grab a stick and break it every time <laughs> I wanted to make it. <laughs> Or metal okay, rods, right. I don't know. So, Crowen, right. you step into the ring with Jacquin, and your minute starts. I'm you begin go. by. Oh, yeah? I'm gonna start with Intimidate. Very well. Huh. Uh, sorry, uh, 26. 26? It's not gonna be enough. Okay. Fear that has was, long left the pulse. body. Uh, I suppose the deceptions are gonna work either. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go full fuck it. Uh, I got a fierce attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, might as well try and deceive uh, and fate because my next attack probably won't do anything. Let's see how it goes. Ooh. Um, hey, 20. You're cheating. But that's not enough, I guess. Oh, no, I fed all of you. Yeah, okay. Twenty is not enough to uh, uh, flat foot him, uh, I guess. Wait, not. Okay, so. Ha! The attack! Well, there is a two, but that's just a two. Aww. <laughs> so the first blow, what are you using, by the way? Which weapon? Uh, my mace. Your mace. So it's an 11 in total. And like the beautiful metallic bracers just come in and he. Just pushes it back, giving this beautiful metallic clink sound, as if as if he is using your mace strike as yeah. the instrument of the music that he is creating. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try again to faint and then attack twice. Very well. Just uh, a faint first. Okay, I'm gonna start trying to faint. That just doesn't work. Doesn't work for shit. Uh, and now uh, my first attack. Uh, that is a uh, 24. 
So 24. Misses. Does it feel like a, a critical miss or just a miss? Hard to say because Jacqueline is putting on a show. Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, that is a 20. 20. 30. I'll give it to you. A 24 is a critical miss. Uh, then, yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta be sneaky about it. Uh, do I, I notice he's not having fun, right? Not really. Like, it's just, you guys aren't that much of a challenge. Yeah. Uh, do I get a sneaky, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to try diplomacy him and just say, um, can I please hit you? <laughs> let me hit you and I'll split, split the money in, uh, with you. Go ahead and make a diplomacy check. Let's, let's oh my it. god, that's genius and that's so gonna fail. So angry uh, I didn't think of that. Plus 7 is 26. At this moment, Jaquin just pulls his arms down for a moment and with a like one eye looks at the announcer who steps, steps forward and says you would darken the chastity of battle by this sort of subterfuge is he, is he distracted by his rage Jaquin is he pissed Sure, now, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Jaquin, Jaquin doesn't really seem to give a shit. Oh, Jaquin just, just realized what was going to happen and looked at the announcer like, okay, here we go. And the announcer is saying all of this. But then the announcer also says, Jaquin, teach him the power of cord. By old word. Oh, damn. Oh, all right, damn. so uh, you still have one action left, I believe, in your turn. I uh, didn't attack yet. Uh... I don't have any options. Hold uh, on. Um, I... Guys. Um, Cohen is gonna get the shit beat out of him. Yeah. I feel like we should intervene. Not violently, but... Like, should we intervene? I mean, I, he kind of asked for it. Yeah, yeah but did. We, we have combat encounters to do today. We cannot you spend want... half the day getting his HP back after this. We shouldn't have thought. You can, you can roll initiative if you like to see if you're uh, uh, sooner uh, having your turn than Jaquin. His um, initiative is a 33, by the way. Um, I, <laughs> I would... So, well, I, I, I do want to scream something as the announcer says this. Distract him. Distract the guy. I do want to scream something, but like, it's it's not a combat thing. It's more like a deception thing. Wait, he's our only tank. We need him. <laughs> um, can like can I do that, or do do you want me to roll initiative? I'll say, I'll, I'll, I want Crowen to have his last uh, oh, action first. Yeah, that's I'm fair. Just and then, 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 you you all up. then I can no. also try something, maybe. Uh, Twenty. That's a ten. Okay, that's not gonna do it. That's right. nineteen. Okay, so with that, your mace goes in Crowen. And this time, your mace is gone. Okay. He blocks the strike with his one hand, then he hits you, like, right here on the wrist, with such a force that, like, your grip goes loose for a moment, mm -hmm. and in one fluid motion, he hits you there, grabs the mace and holds it, like, backhand, and it rolls 
across the also across the ground, across like the cow, cobblestones at the back of him. Your mace is gone. Yeah. Figures. Okay, so that was your last action. Yeah. Then um, I, I will give it. I will give it to Maxime first because Maxime hasn't done anything all session, Charlie. So oh, no, uh, yeah. what will Jack do? Yeah. Then, then, we can have Charlie. then we have Tush. Okay. I'll, I I have a plan. Uh, do we want to get Crowen out of here? Oh God, Tarush, Do we want to get Crown out of here? Not why? <laughs> well, in a, in a safe way, in a safe way. <laughs> I don't want anyone to get hurt. No, no, no. Okay. But hold no, no. Rat. Do your thing. We don't have the time. Hold, hold, hold my, hold my rats. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> Jack goes into like. You just see Tarush like ill. Uh, Jack, Jack just tries to find a, a quiet uh, spot. And you see some, you hear some shifting and such. And this old lady walks out. I, I cast uh, illusory disguise on myself, and I right. disguise myself as lady. If you if you are going to if you are going to use like actual spell casting and do like more yep. shit, then, then we will have to roll initiative to yeah. see like in like, what it, order. Illusory disguise is like to try strangle a tangle foot because it didn't send against a spell. It doesn't do damage. Yeah. You can try to. I rolled a natural one. Fair. <laughs> uh, All right. Perception. That's an eighth. Okay, so so this so this uh, course of action is is put into motion, but it will take a couple of seconds to complete. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. Tarush, you wanted to okay. shout yeah. something. So I I grab, I grab the 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 what was it the thing of the silver sentinels the mm -hmm. brooch, mm -hmm. and I scream. <laughs> Sorry, I scream. Stop, silver sentinels. Um, religious freedom and heretics division. Where is your license for this religious event? Go ahead and roll a deception check. Summer's bullshit. <laughs> like Tarush feels just sees what's gonna happen, and he's like, "No, no, no! Don't kill! Don't kill the guy!" Oh, uh, this is turning out so much better than I had hoped for. Okay, that's a natural thirteen plus eight, twenty-one. 21. As you are shouting this, the announcer actually gets out like the official paperwork and steps forward to you. My apologies, sir. I was not under the impression. Although in the back, something is still happening. He is showing you like the uh, the, the proper licenses to do this. But what you do see as you gaze over his shoulder is Joaquin's turn. Yeah. So, well, sorry, Vincent. I tried. Rowan. Bye. Um, first off. He is going to uh, grab you, yeah, uh, or at least try to do so, for a total of uh, uh, 31. Yeah, that's gonna work. All right, so you n are now grappled. With the second action, he's going to attempt to trick you. That's a natural 20. <laughs> so um, with that, Jaquin steps forward, this time with intent. He grabs you by one arm, but he actually just uses it to do the second thing, and that is that your feet are now no longer below you and are now all the way off to the side as you trip in the ground. And as he does so, almost without much effort or thought about it, he grabs the back of your head and pushes it into the dirt for a moment and just taste the sour taste of your deception this yeah. is not the way of cord and if you wish to do so now he comes in close honestly i do not give a fuck but they pay handsomely and then he lets go and just throws you out of the ring you have like sand and dirt into your mouth 
like small wounds, like skid marks around everything, and just. Yeah. And as you actually roll, like past the uh, announcer who is now conversing with Tarush, like showing all the proper paperwork, then I believe that everything is in order. Well. I did say stop, but you didn't stop, so I'm not sure if everything <laughs> is in order. I mean, we did stop right now. Yes. Let this man go and I will see it. I'm not done with him! <laughs> no. You're also to leave. Go. No. Sorry, I'm, just not, I'm pissed now. Oh, fair enough. I'm mad. See, that's so- how it feels, Crowen. Yeah, when that rage is already cooked, it's hard to put the beast back in its cage. So Tarush kind of looks on and just nods. Fair enough. You, Um, Crowen, you, Crowen, have sullied the great name of Kord by offering deception where we seek only merit. You are the one that has broken the trust of this challenge. So no. This challenge will no longer continue for you. We thought you built like a warrior, but it seems you are built only of words. Come to the circlet's chamber, and we will build you up as the warrior you so claim to be. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, This has been boring me for quite a while. Let us go on to the main event, shall we? As you see the armor-clad warrior who intercepted the elemental blast before now step forward. It seems indeed that it is time to show a real test of strength. Jacqueline, are you ready for a real challenge? I am searching for just that. Splendid! Then, ladies and gentlemen of Farwater, I introduce to you the master of arms himself, Rio Stenja. And the man armor clad steps forward and seemingly from two bags of holding on his side, he just pulls one piece of weaponry after the other and begins to like twirl them around, <laughs> uh, juggling them in different patterns. Well now, good folk of Farwater, tell me, which weapon shall I use in this combat? You wish to see Jaquin bleed? Then I will be the one to give this to you. Your tongue! <laughs> well enough. I will interpret that as my teeth, though. <sighs> yes! Tarush kind of looks over to Crow and, and then Edge. Do we ego wish to watch up. this? Has our ego not oh, been bruised fuck. enough? Yes! Edge is just like unscrewing their hip flask and takes a big swig <laughs> and just hands it to the person next to them and it's just like, I want to see this elf fucker. I feel like Edge is actually vigorously masturbating while watching this. Just <laughs> kind of. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a, a, a bitch-ass punk elf getting the shit beaten out of him. I love this. I live for this. Hate fucking is a thing. Tarush kind of nods or shrugs and goes like, fine. Angry sex is hot, man. Then, Even when you have it with yourself. Then, without further ado, let us see what power has bestowed upon these people. I bring you Jacqueline the Untouchable and the Master of Arms, Rio Stenja. Let us fight 
Let us shed blood, sweat, and tears in the name of Cord. <laughs> His hand goes down, and these two people now go. You see Rio standing there. He is enjoying all of this. And he goes, Well, it seems that we are both into something more of a wrestling match. But, um... Let's just see how this goes. And both hands like go into each other and just go into a, a freaking frenzy. Jaquin goes in for a tripping motion. This other guy, still completely armor clad in full play, goes to the ground first. Jaquin just jumping upon him and just go getting his hands out of the way, getting one, two, three solid hits in his face. Bruises begin to like burst as blood begins to spill across it. But then Rio goes, ah. Watch out for the teeth. We groaned those bitches. Hurts as hell. But then he catches one of the hands and just goes, no, not the fist. And just goes in for a bite maneuver. It is not efficient in any way, shape, or form. But as you find these two people just rolling around in the circle, sometimes very efficiently battling and using their maneuvers sometimes just rolling around as idiots you do eventually find that <laughs> rio just begins to laugh as he does feel the taste of blood in his mouth as a small scratch is made into jaquin's neck who just <clears throat> and then begins to knock him more violently Eventually, as this continues, Jaquin is the victor, as uh, the Master of Arms wasn't capable of actually using any weapons against this, um, what seems to be a, a uh, hand-to-hand combat specialist. Oh, Tarush? Yeah, Tarush, unable to stop being a killjoy, kind of whispers to Jack, Back in Iris, the gladiators, before they fight, they would oil each other up as a sign of friendship. I am disappointed they did not do it today. Well, Jaquin, as I said before, Jaquin is oiled up. Yeah, but they did not oil each other up. You know, uh, yeah. there's there's this homoerotic vibe that I'm missing. It's, uh... <laughs> I mean, no offense, but you are seeing one ripped, oiled up, barely dressed dude roll around with the other guy who is seemingly enjoying it very much. <laughs> uh, I what, think what, it's what? a matter of time. But eventually, as Jaquin finds the one weak spot, like right in the neck, and he just goes, still with a grin on his face, Rio succumbs to the ground, and you can hear the full plate fold with him. What 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 species was Rio? Rio's a half elf. Oh, fucking pointy ears. Yeah, he does have a little bit of a brown skin, so you feel like he's probably half wood elf. Yeah, still elf. Still elf, though, yeah. I'm sorry. Eh. Gross. <sighs> Jaquin is heaving and hoeing, though. This time he actually did need to put in some effort into this fight. The untouchable is touched, but still unbeaten. Will any one of you be the one to best him in combat? Yeah, I'm good. Come to the circlet's chamber. Test your merit against each other, against our combatants. Feel the pain as glorious as we do. Earn coin in exchange for your vigor. And bless Cord. And bless all of us. We bid you farewell. And with that, the large circle... Uh, 
is pushed upward, and a wrinkling sound is pushed forward as one of the other servants or priests or clerics of Cord is handing out like pamphlets, which has like a, a price list for the different battles. The first one, very simple for beginners, only earning you one gold piece a person, or if you would go up for team battles, which is four to six people, uh, five gold pieces, divided on everyone. But the campaign has now turned into arena. I mean... By ringing. You are, you are in one of the biggest cities in the world. It has one of the best fighting arenas. Mm. And it has clergy that heals you up right after the battle. Nice. Yeah, the, the, clerics, the clerics of court heal you right up again uh, after each bout of combat. Nice. As, as Edge is looking at one of the pamphlets, they just go like, Ah, oh, man, I almost died at the wrong monastery. These bitches are badass. I uh, walk up. Can I do something? I walk up to one of the clerics as right before they're packing up, basically. I'm like, um, I was actually wounded in battle right before I met you. And I point at the still kind of bleeding nose. Perhaps it would be a sign of generosity for you to help me with this. Go ahead and make a deception check. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, fair. You want to kill um, the body and now you ask for healing, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a 13, 21. 21. As the cleric is handing out the pamphlets, he goes to you. Ah, well, of course. May Cord bless you for another bout. And with that, you can feel like all the pieces of bone from your nose, yeah. like go back to the place. Tears, like, oh, not really from the pain, but just because it's in your face, you know, like, whoa. But everything is back in place and you heal eight hit points. Sweet. Nice. I kind of give a sideways, like, I, like it's it's not taunting. It's more like a little look, like, are they looking at Edge? Like, I was going to go like, well, <laughs> again. Well, I have a perception check of 21. Yeah, you will probably so see I'd it. I'll probably He's not... see him looking, yeah. and I'm I'll not... just shout, Don't worry, I get to break it all over again. And immediately after, Tarusa's face turns sour. You are most generous. I'm sure we will visit you soon. The Silver Sentinels uh, bless you as you bless us. May the strength of God travel with you into many battles. Oh, man. I lied to a priest. I'm going to hell. Uh, so <laughs> we all know you're that you're going, going to, to hell, hell way before this happened. <laughs> you're noble, so most was never gonna I mean, go to heaven. I mean, technically, I'm I'm half angel, so um, that doesn't mean that you're I, not going to hell. Demons are also me. angels. They just fell. Yeah, you you got expelled. That's what happened to you. Like you were up there, like no. No. Eventually, when I when I do evil stuff, I will literally turn into Edge's male counterpart, and Edge will be like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> so you haven't done the job? I mean... <laughs> no, I'm a good guy. If, if, if anything, Edge is just gonna be like, "I knew it, fucking evil," and then <laughs> try to kill you. Yeah, fair. that's fair. That's fair. That makes sense. Just go, like, I... called it and and like taking money from Crowen and Jack. Like, but, called it, he's fucking evil. But to digress, 
we had a place to go to before yeah, we got distracted. As, as the rest of you uh, pack up uh, their things, uh, a uh, very sweaty, still oiled up Jaquin does walk towards you, Edge, and just gazes over you like looms downward for a moment and just says, Your strikes are full of rage, uncontrolled, train before you try again. I just walk off before he's finished talking. I'm not listening to this shit. Huh. The first just sign of a smile and interest in Jaquin's eyes for the entire day just had happened. Yeah, yeah, like, make sure you sway your hips as you do so, right? <laughs> if, like, if I could, I would form my tail into a middle finger, yeah. but... Devil wears Prada shit, literally. Nope, nope, nope. I'm just really <laughs> fucking angry that this bitch elf thinks he gets to talk to me. Yeah. The elf bitch does turn towards like the uh, the other companions of his, so to speak, who are now rolling away the circle, uh, and he just says, Priest, I will train the rest of the day. Do not expect me back. And he just walks up to the nearest building and just... Uh, <gasps> almost parkour. Assassin's Creed-like parkours all the way up to the top of the building, just goes... <sighs> and he begins to run and jump from rooftop to rooftop. Just I can already imagine boy. somebody just sitting in his house and like, like hard knocks on his roof and is like, oh, it's Jaquin again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, why doesn't you just use the road? <laughs> <laughs> like there's, somewhere there's like this one old lady who is like waiting for him to come by. Come on, come on. Who's then trying to swat him away with the broom? <laughs> Oh god, there's some person like sunbathing on their rooftop and suddenly Shaquem comes by and they're like, oh dude, seriously, I was, I was, I was asleep. It was so nice. At this beautiful dream and again, every night. This is why right. no one likes you. Yeah, <laughs> this is why no one likes you, Shaquem. <laughs> But indeed, as each and every one of the uh, onlookers and the people of the Circle's Chamber go their separate ways, so do the pack go their way. What would all of you like to do? Check if the servant person is still with us. <laughs> oh no, the, the servant had like uh, put you off at the yeah. water plant and oh. did their thing and then it went away again. Yeah, no, no, we're on our own, we're on our own now to the bunker. I, I, oh, I think that's our right. thing. We know roughly where the bunker is. They, they, I assume they put a little X on our map. Um, they give us a big key. So we're going to find these little tool houses. And I'm going to try and see if I recognize it from my vision. I, I really Ooh. think that's the best course of action from here. Yeah, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, and just to be clear, Crone, the only damage you take was shame damage. You yeah, have no yeah, like, psychic damage. Is, yeah, yeah, I felt it. Not non-lethal psychic damage, or no, is it lethal if you I get a shame? Yeah. All right. So, what happens? What happens is that the pack goes all the way to the northern regions of the city. Here, you walk past all different kinds of imposing buildings, and eventually, you see Far Sky Spire loom out next to you. The gigantic spire structure where even now you can see different sky ships docked at it all the way up above. 
But this is not the place where you need to go. You need to go further. And eventually you exit one of the northern gates and exit into another place of slums. But also this is something that you eventually leave behind you as a vast grass field is now outstretched before you. As you gaze to your right, you can see that approximately, what it would be like two to three hundred meters uh, away from you is the canal. You can see different bridges in the distance as well to cross it, but you can also see that the water is ever rushing fast and powerful along it with uh, wooden fences sturdily constructed on both sides. Here and there you can see like someone like hanging over it, but mostly people are staying far away from this canal as it is the, the lifeline to the city. You walk up towards it, follow it to find just a few lone houses that have been constructed from wood and planks, to eventually find somewhere the area of where you believe you should be. Tarush, how would you go about finding this place from your visions? Well, I mean, the vision I believe you described was, you know, looking at the canal, then going into the the, the bunker. Mm -hmm. um, so I would probably have some recollection, recollection of what it looked like. Um, I really, I think my right. only option is to you know, go by the places that we know of, the locations that have been marked, and see if anything sparks my memory. All right. In that case, go ahead and just make me a straight-up intelligence check, which we will use as uh, as your skill to uh, to have your memories. Jokes on you. That's my best stat. And that's I mean, not a roll. You're using. And you're using that's a natural eighteen. Ooh, snap. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Very good, my good sir. Alright, with a 22 on a straight-up intelligence check, yeah, your memory serves you very, very well in this endeavor. Um, you quickly scan the horizon, you see that a couple of places of shrubbery and trees are located. You quickly begin to walk along it, and square in the middle, you find that the most amount of foliage is still present, enough to even hide the presence of, of some sort of hidey hole. You find like the group of five trees on one side, three on the other, different nice. shrubs all like gathering around it, a place where like the fencing is completely swallowed up by these shrubberies as well. You are pretty clear that you have found your right place. Oh, nice. Okay, so yeah, obviously I pointed out, um, but then, okay, so I pointed what? out. Then. Hey, no, I think for sure that this is the place. What now? We know. Well, let us assume for for where the key fits in. No, but before we fit the key, it will make sound. Let us think about this. This person, assumedly, is as powerful as the bard we fought, or, um, Ginger. So, in that sense, we should think of a plan before we go in. Perhaps a way to gain advantage. Maybe we should, um, try to make a deal with them for tomorrow. A deal? <laughs> No, that's just a, that's just a joke. Oh, <laughs> our situation list yesterday. I'm 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 like thinking I'm looking at my 
spell list, I have illusory, illusory disguise as well, but it does not allow me to impersonate a specific individual. Oh. I was thinking perhaps I would like impersonate um, Jenny Carpenter or one of the others, but that won't work. Anyone have any ideas? I'm going to click look. I don't think there's... We're not sure if Jenny Carpenter has a link with her. We just know that they're doing the work of the yeah, ring. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But still, like, it's, it's better than nothing, you know? Or... Wait, 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 wait. Was it Jenny Carpenter uh, that was the faceless? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, holy shit! Right, they're a shapeshifter. Anyone could be Jenny Carpenter. Right. Yeah. Anyone could be Jenny Carpenter. Jeremy Carpenter could be anyone. They're a shapeshifter. They're pretending yeah, to be someone else. We don't know their real name, but we know that they were Jenny Carpenter. So, what if one of us goes in? They're like, yeah, 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 I was Jenny Carpenter yesterday, but I had to shift forms because we're under attack. We need to evacuate immediately. We're like in danger. And then we try and convince, uh, what's her face, Lyra Dracos to like immediately leave uh, uh, to get them out of the, uh, the, you know, home terrain and ambush, bam. Right? That's, uh, no. I'm sorry, my, my brain has literally for the past 15 minutes already got into let, shutdown. Let, let, That's let, fair. I think that might, uh, that might actually work. I think it's a, it's a good plan. I'm just not physically capable to contribute to no, said no, no. plan. Yeah, but that's fair. At We're like moment. at the end of the session anyway. So it's, it's, well, it's, hello, but yeah, no, getting somebody to go in going like, yeah, no, I, I was Jenny for a bit, but I had to drop the, I had to do like a different persona because people were on to me. We got to get it, the fuck out of this city. Right. It at least gives us like a minute of, uh, of, um, time. Because if I, I mean, were like yeah. a paranoid ex Cerulean circle wizard, I would put an alarm spell on my shit. I would have prepared several traps, maybe even have some kind of divination camera out shit going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't actually know the spells, but like, they're probably if we go in by the door. I will say, I will say, uh, Tarush, as your memory seems to serve you very, very well, mm -hmm. uh, you did some research into who uh, Lyra Dracos was, right? And she was one of the lower-ranking uh, individuals with, with, uh, within the Cerulean yeah, Circle. So you say this, and I get that, but so far we have seen that the ringing grants people a lot of power. Like, I, uh, before going... with Vermilion, I was like, oh, this fucking teenager, we can pressure them. And then suddenly they're like, it's unlimited power. So, Jokan you know, just I... got an idea. <laughs> Jokan just got an idea. Terush, you still have the tracking spell, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. And you have seen uh, in your vision this Lyra. Could we track it with that? Uh -huh. I believe it is for objects, but I could do something similar. Yes, you did but... see. You did see that uh, in your vision, mm -hmm. Lyra was uh, carrying a uh, very peculiar staff with her. Uh, let me Farewell. just take a look. See here. But I, I am, Erwin. I am sure this is the place. I yeah, do not but think maybe I'm the tracking device would show us an entrance. It, it, it points us directly. Oh. It points me directly to a person, 
and it is interrupted by bodies of water. So I imagine as Tarush semi-sarconically, ironically, looks at the giant canal running by us, I think it will not serve us well here. <laughs> so I think that we should go for the illusory uh, disguise because yeah. at the worst, you will only be able to keep up the disguise for like a minute, but that minute will give us time to... You don't even need the disguise. You just need a high deception to be able to yeah. trick whoever's no. down there into thinking that you're yeah. the stalker formerly known as Jenny Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, the, the disguise will, will help. Yeah, I, I do imagine the disguise helps in the sense that maybe something similar to Jenny Carpenter, like to give... Uh, I don't know, like, what if this Lyra Dracos has already caught wind of us? Right. Yeah, well, then. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly thinking about that. What yeah. if? Okay. Yeah, for some, some random bozo instead of just one of us. Yeah. Okay. Or what? Like one of the scum but... was already like, "Hey, look out for this group of people called the Pack. They look like this." But are you going alone? Because if uh, you are, then you are still in danger. If she doesn't know Jenny Carpenter. Yeah. Whoever, wh whoever goes down there should probably have like a sending spell to keep us updated. Yeah. Maybe come up with a few safe words that you can just slide into a sentence and we'll know that shit is about to hit, you know. Ca casting a spell such as sending. that unnoticed is not something I, that lies within our power, I am Sending afraid. spells are fourth level magic. Yeah. And message spells. Didn't, didn't, yeah, uh, you see someone. Have, like, uh, best uh, message. No, you have we to have, see uh, someone. We have a message spell, mm. but uh, you have to do something. You cannot do that uh, just out of your. I mind. I would say we agree upon us. a. I say we agree upon a time. If yeah. I do not return yeah. within five minutes, ten maybe. No, Another that's too long. That five, in five minutes. Five. Then you would I rush in. I will pretend not to have the key then, and I hand the. I hold out the key to like the group. Yeah. To whoever. I'll take it. Oh, I said it first. He just did it first. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. But Tarush actually gives it to Jack. Yeah, because fuck yeah. you. <laughs> fair points, fair points. Yeah. You still All have a potion for healing? I do. Okay. Good. Yeah, I. Oh, yeah, I used yours last session, but I, know. I, I told you that. Yeah, okay, good. Just checking. Do you have any, like, like big spells, like a fireball or something like flames or something that we know that when we hear, like, something loud we know oh i think he's fighting right now listen for the sound of the wind then a loud that's wind that's so fucking cryptic what a the hell does storm. that mean it's like four bow four today but uh, I'll, I'll try to keep uh, <laughs> near like we're looking around and there's a minor hurricane happening you're like <laughs> fucking tornadoes and such <laughs> yeah all this is happening in a thunderstorm of course yeah. as you all know <laughs> yeah weather i think we have ourselves the, the the likeness of a plan, I guess. Well. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. And with all of this, die. with all of this, <laughs> as the rest of the party stays back in preparation, Tarush, you solely walk outward. You cast your illusory spell, and you change visage into that of a simple person that would walk the streets of Firewater just as any other. The perfect guise for a shape changer to not draw attention to themselves 
And with this, guys, you step. Oh yeah, and I do one specific thing. I see that held items are not changed, but worn are. So I attach my. I no, I hand my staff to. Uh, I don't know, Jack, I suppose, because my staff will not transform with me. My key and stuff. Do do realize that your staff is your bonded item? So you will not be able to drain your bonded item then. If you I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's like, I cannot. No, fair enough. Then yeah. as Tarush hands over his weapon and his source of magical power, he sighs for a moment and then steps, appearing as a local peruser of fine Farwaterian wines. Oh, and as and sorry, one more interruption. My bad. I have in my inventory, which I grab to make the deception more probable, oh. my virtuoso violin and rapier of plus one performance. Very well. That we got from her. So I, I, I do have that on my back, which seems somewhat like odd with, but like, is this is this person a bard as well? You know, but if, if they know new <laughs> Jenny Carpenter, then they would be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Um, do realize that you also have a silver tongue mutagen at your disposal. Yes. Okay. And and I'll think on if I want to drink that. All right. Can I do storytelling now? <laughs> yeah. Go do you are allowed. Story? He walks off the end. Yeah, okay. He dies. Great end, DM. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well done. Jaquin jumps out of the bushes and hits you again, Edge. Yeah, <laughs> he just like fucks, he like beats up Edge and Crow. And he's like, "Fuck you!" He beats up Edge and he beats up Edge and he curses at Crowin. <laughs> just maintaining eye contact with Crowin while beating up Edge. Sarcasm, Abe. <laughs> you did a sarcasm. You know it very well. No, but with that, Tarush walks off into the bushes, and next week we will see how it goes at the lair of Lyra Dracos. Nice. Oh, I like that hey, one. Charlie, you couldn't let him finish to say that. I did. Did you Charlie not get not... enough attention today? I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> when we were uh, still at the fighting ring and uh, Crone was was failing, um, I didn't make it because of my uh, natural. Yeah. But my plan was actually to also use illusory disguise and then just disguise as an old woman and claiming to be Crone's mother. Just. <laughs> What are you doing to my boy? <laughs> Your boy is a liar. <laughs> nice. I am a liar too when I do that. <laughs> and then they start beating you up because yeah, you're a liar. Just growing at me. And that is from you, mom. It's like headline headline in the Farwater uh, newspaper, like old woman beat up by clerics. Yeah. <laughs> but good session, guys. It was fun. Yeah, that was tons of fun. Oh yeah, you have, nice. uh, you have been introduced to Jaquin and the rest of the Circlet's Chamber. And uh, next week we will see if your enemies can get pummeled as badly as you got. I, I mean, to be fair, Jaquin, at first I agree with a, like, I was like, anime intro. But now I'm more like, odd Western cartoon character who's like, super cool, like, like the one action hero from Rick and Morty, or the pitbull dog from Big Mouth, or or you know this I mean, this absurdly cool and strong character who is 
almost a caricature of superheroes. Well, I will give you. I will give you this. He is between the levels of ten and fifteen, somewhere in that range. Damn, does his huh? powers lie? Oh. So yeah. So if you if you get into that level, then you are like the elites of the elite warriors, and and yeah. he is one of them. And and they were out on the town to get exactly what you gave them. A nice show. Yeah, we were used. Mm -hmm. You were you were used, but you were also intrigued. And perhaps now you will find your fame and fortune within the circular chamber. Who knows what the what the pack will uh, want to do? Good income. Know that you can always just barge in and uh, get a nice little combat encounter if you would like. I, I say we put forward Melo, uh, Olam, sorry, as our you main. You did it too. It's yeah, not I did it too. <laughs> I say I, we put say forward we Olam as our main combatant. <laughs> I, I say we do put forward Melo. We find like a big oh, black a cat and then and then name stuff. it Melo and uh, throw it Shut in there. up, Siri. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Within the circlet's chamber, all bets are off, and you can use whatever kinds of magic or deceptiveness to to get your combatant down into the ground. <laughs> and no punches pulled. You can just go all out because as soon as they go down, they don't ride up die. Do note that like some people do die within the circle of so chamber. Like, if it I does were happen. to if I were to find an opponent's mom, have <laughs> intercourse with them, and then during <laughs> combat reveal that I did this to them, would that be allowed? I mean well, that probably that seems like in a that seems like a very intimidating That's an action. Exceptionally low blow, Charlie. You can also just say you banged his mom and No no no, but like you you need to like you but share some personal details, right? Nice sheets. You're like, you remember that sound you used to hear as a kid? Something like ah, ah. Oh my well, god, Charlie, wrap it up. I wanna <laughs> sleep. You wanna so do bad. this to a kid and then fight him later on? <laughs> oh dude, dude. Take the mom as like a spectator and let the mom root for you instead of the kid. Oh, <laughs> yes. And also the dad being like this weird ass polyamorous relationship with both parents where you turn them against the child. So the mom no, is no, like, no. oh, I love you. And the dad's like, I disapprove. No, no, no. The dad is a cuck. The dad is a total cuck. Makes it even worse. Makes it even worse for the kid. We're going too deep. So, <laughs> so are we now? That's what the mom said. <laughs> That was it for tonight. Thank you very much for watching. We see you All next right. time. Thank you so much for watching. If you like what you saw, I do not understand you, but I do hope that you tune in next week where we continue the beautiful misadventures of the pack. For now, enjoy the last hour of your weekend. We love you, and we hope to see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.